We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle, staring at the same selection that was there last week, and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal payment, hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. <laughs> and it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app from your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brewed Sports can get a $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and clip the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. Craft Root Sports is also brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Root Sports can get a free 30-day trial membership to Audible, complete with a free audiobook download. Even if you cancel the membership within the 30 days, you still keep the audiobook. To get that free audiobook and test out the Audible service, go to audibletrial.com slash craftrootsports. That's audibletrial.com slash craftrootsports. Or just head on over to our website, craftrootsports.com, and click the Audible Trial link in the menu bar. I'd like to begin the show by observing a moment of silence for the University of Louisville men's basketball team. Thank you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike, the man to my left. As always, it's the one and only Mr. Underscore Scotty K. This is Craft Brood <laughs> Sports. Scott, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Mike, you pom pom poor. Deal! Woo! That may have been the most professional intro that this show has ever had. Uh, that was the least... <laughs> Giggly slash F up <laughs> slash whatever we end up Well, doing. and it also helps that we sold the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> getting paid, getting paid. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. This is, uh, is going to be a good episode. We have a ton to talk about this week. This has been one of those weeks in the sports world where everything fucking happens. And fittingly enough, my man Spielman started it off with... The most credible coach at Louisville right now is Bobby Petrino, <laughs> which if that's a true statement, you're in a world of hurt. That is not a good sign no. for, uh, for Louisville. Uh, well, yeah, hang out uh, with us tonight, guys. And, and if you're listening, thank you. Uh, for those of you that are on the Facebook live feed, share this shit. We're going to do the same thing that we did last week. If we hit 20 views 
I'm going to do an no, extra. No, not 20 views. Or 20 shares, We sorry. get 20 views <laughs> in the first <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes. If we get 20 views, then things have gone south in a hurry. Things are horrible. Please no, get us 20, 20 shares. Views. Click yes. that share button. Uh, let your friends shares. know that you're watching the show. If we hit 20 shares, I'll do an extra shot of hypnotic. Um, maybe that's the only shot of hypnotic I got to do tonight. We'll find mm. out because uh, later on I get to ask you if you are the white motherfucker. And me. we will talk about the week that was when it comes to kneeling and standing and <sighs> everything else in the NFL. So much, dude. There was so much. Oh, uh, Upper Deck has some amazing stories this week. Everybody's Everybody's favorite uh, uh, athlete chaser. Uh, porn star is back in in Upper Deck this week. Uh, you got Carson Wentz offering crazy shit on the sidelines. <laughs> uh, Whole lot of good stuff. I have a feeling you're going to go on another rant today. I think we we might <laughs> we might make that happen, and we might have branded. It could be <laughs> it could be a new uh, segment. I'm hoping that my dad calls in. I talked to him. My dad might call in tonight and let us know who's the asshole for the week because uh, that's become a new favorite thing for everybody. Uh, and of course, we're going to take your calls. So uh, the drunk line will open up here uh, after upper deck. But stick around. Hit that share button. Help everybody us get hype. <laughs> also, if you're listening to this afterwards on SoundCloud or iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, get hype. Share it. Share it. Uh, send that link out to everybody. And get hyped. <laughs> While you're sitting there just listening to the pod, just all of a sudden rage out. Don't worry about who's around you. It's all good. All right, so let's talk uh, about what beer we are drinking tonight. This is one that you you brought over, man. And speaking of getting hyped, this is one that I am super hyped for. Yes, we have gone back to the Southern Tier Well, and I am very excited. A few months back. We talked about the upcoming November release of their cinnamon Cinnamon roll roll. dessert beer. Well, today I stumbled upon something just as exciting to me, and that is the Southern Tier Blackwater Series Salted Caramel Imperial Stout. Salted Caramel. Delicious salted caramel. All right, and we've started (laughs) off the show with Mike mispronouncing words again. No, hang on. I want to know from the fans. Yes, please. We've got to settle this debate tonight. The motherfucker can't pronounce apricot correctly. Apricot. He can't pronounce that right. He can't pronounce (laughs) caramel right. Caramel. he wants to say caramel. We need you to weigh in on the topic on Facebook. Please tell us (laughs) if it's caramel or whatever the hell Mike wants to call it. Because you know all those times you eat caramel apples. No. <laughs> no, you eat... you eat uh, Caramel you, apples? You eat disgusting shit at, uh, at Halloween because nobody eats that <sighs> shit anyways. Nobody over the age of 12 eats a caramel apple. Uh, oh, good. I must not be over the age of 12 then because I've had a caramel <laughs> apple at least a handful of times within the last decade. <laughs> it's not something I frequently do, but... I enjoy a good peanut-covered caramel apple. So we're supposed to take advice from the guy who can't fucking talk. Yeah. That's well, <laughs> that's the guy that's When I can talk, I, I say it correctly. <laughs> How about that? I'm going caramel. Doesn't Twix say they put caramel? It's caramel and cookie. I don't know. Right? Mars don't know what the hell they're talking about. Then. How about that? <laughs> I'm, when in doubt, always side with whatever Twix says. No. And I'm pretty sure they say caramel. Well, anyway, we've got salted caramel beer for us tonight, and so far, <laughs> delicious. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I, there's no other word to describe this than delicious. Um, this is the second time we've had the dessert beer series here with yes. uh, Southern Tier. We so had, we had the, the thick, mint. thick Mint, which super winner. Um, also, this comes in at a whopping 10%. That's me likey. That's where they see. That's, yeah. the, that's what I love about Southern Tier is they make these beers that taste really good, and, and they're, they're, they're kind of like desserter. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like because you wouldn't shit. think if if you called something a dessert beer that it would be very you know high ABV. Just because if it's an after dinner treat, you're just kind of you know winding down or whatever. This is amping up. Right, exactly. It's <laughs> this like, is dessert before you're yeah. going out for the oh, night. Oh, dinner's done? We're about to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so initial taste, man, I don't taste too much caramel in this one. Really? See, I do. And it the aroma is very heavy on the I caramel. I can smell it. Yeah, but I, I can't. Well, I think that's where it. the sweetness comes from, but I, I definitely do taste it. And you can also taste the, it's sea salt, so it's not just you know your basic. You know salt what or it kind of tastes like to me. What's that? A bourbon barrel aged beer. Little bit, but it doesn't have that bite that from the bourbon. Not a huge bite, but it does yeah. taste like it's got that kind. I of, guess the higher ABV is kind of where that might come. Maybe from. that's the booziness. But so far, so good. And we'll oh, throw delicious. in the disclaimer that the only thing about these type of beers is because the dessert. The only concern is that the sweetness factor. Yeah, may... sometimes it, especially when you're like. Like, if you're having one and it's really heavily sweet beer, you can normally deal with that. But when right. you're having more than one, that's when it starts to... And I will say, with the Thick Mint, you know, when we did Bombers for this tonight, um, for those of you who are watching on Facebook, you can see that we got the Bombers. Uh, Southern Tier tends to be in Bombers. It's a lot harder to find in the uh Well, they the switched recently. Bottles. Well, they, they don't even do six-pack bottles. I guess they some of their four... beers they do... Like some a of, lot of times. I think the Christmas beer and uh, and their two X IPA is the pumpkin when they have the, the but twelve ounce bottles is four, is four. Yeah. yeah which we've talked about when we did pumpkin about how that's kind of shitty that yes uh, that they do because you're all on board with fucking fun. I'm just gonna get two bombers and yes. I'm gonna drink both of them yeah don't don't make me open four beers when I, when two <laughs> well, will not only do. that I just I I know it's the same amount of beer but it still feels like you're getting less you actually the, get more. Because a oh, bomber is a little bit more. Bom- no, you get more in the four packs. Oh, do you? Because a bomber is twenty-two ounces. Oh, okay. See, I, four I thought packs, you're going to get twenty-four. I feel like we probably had that no. conversation about yeah. that too. But I, I still feel like I'm getting more beer out of a bomber. So th- yeah. they're they're totally getting over on me. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm the sucker they saw the coming. Marketing <laughs> ploy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I I'm digging this beer so far. Um, We'll see how it holds up. <laughs> Francisco also pronounces caramel wrong. That's right. It's thank you, Francisco. Caramel. That's right. Okay, why are you just overlooking letters in a word? Because it's not the English language is fucked, and all sorts of letters <laughs> get overlooked all the okay, time. The the you pee psychiatrist. <laughs> Damn. Goddamn, that backfired on me. Yeah. So why are you overlooking? do <laughs> they're called silent letters like <laughs> it fucking happens all the time yeah. <laughs> oops uh, when have you ever heard of a silent a in the middle of a word name Doesn't another matter. word name another word outside of you're a silent caramel. a <laughs> actually a real loud a uh vic wants to know how many times you can share 
20, man. Share it 20 times to your Facebook feed. Create, I don't care. Create a new account. Share it out on that to one. Share it. Tell, because if, if you share it and then somebody else shares it, I'll count that as two for you. I don't give a shit. Just get to 20. Get your so mama's I, mama to share it. <laughs> get to 20 so I can get this hypnotic. <laughs> on top of his dessert beer, he's trying to get oh, fold up. First of all, whoever loses the white motherfucker today is in some trouble. Yeah, because it's sugar. Either sugar. one of these mixed with this Ooh. beer is going to be painful. <laughs> Tyler says Silent Vowels, super popular. Boom. All right, I get it. That's a, That was a dumb comment. I still stand by. <laughs> I still stand by that caramel is the correct pronunciation of this uh, of this food. Well, as we del- delectably and deliciously deal with this caramel beer. I will keep reminding you. (laughs) Fuck you. Let's get into Upper Deck, which, uh, you know, as you heard at the top of the show, it's brought to you by Audible, so check that out. Yeah. Look at how much easier it is to get into Upper Deck now with that. Right into it. Streamlined. (laughs) We don't even have to remind you. (laughs) Although we just reminded everybody. Kind of, sort of. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of reminding, um, it was all fun and games when uh, porn star Mia Khalifa outed former Ole Miss quarterback Chad Kelly. After he tried to slide into her DMs, you know, after hours, late night. What up, Mia? <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Trying to you up? <laughs> yeah. That that was funny when we got to see Chad Kelly at his uh, most desperate, I guess you could say. Well, karma came a-knocking for Miss Khalifa this week when she was shot down by a QB on Twitter. And that would be everyone's favorite <clears throat> flag planner, quarterback Baker Mayfield. Uh, for Oklahoma, he recently was sent a series of tweets by Khalifa, which read, quote, daddy at Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and nothing, man nothing after my own heart. like that. Daddy. Just straight. <laughs> daddy at. By the way, man after my own she, heart. Why didn't she finish her thought there? Because uh, I feel like with this girl, it should just say daddy issues. Like, yeah. that's essentially what she said. Well, and then the next tweet was the whole thing, I thought. But most importantly, man after my own heart, he's got the underscore. Of it's course. At yeah. Baker underscore <laughs> Mayfield six. But anyway, her follow tweet, quote, I promise I'll be good to him. You up at Baker underscore Mayfield All six. All thirst. Right. Uh, when Baker did respond, he hit her back with, quote, nah, I got my girl. I'm pretty lucky to have somebody <laughs> like her in my life, too. Uh, Khalifa then tweeted out a photo showing that Mayfield had blocked her with the response, <laughs> quote, getting curved is a part of life. Hashtag boomer. <laughs> so this is awesome. I mean, it, it's funny <laughs> to see a quarterback that has a lot of issues and Chad Kelly. He used all sorts of fucked up at Ole Miss. Like it wasn't it wasn't as if Peyton Manning was tweeting out. Right. Now, it would be funny in its own way if Peyton Manning did get outed like this by a porn star. Yeah. But because it was this consummate fuck-up of Chad Kelly, we all got a, a big kick out of it. Last chance you, baby. Right. And so now <laughs> the roles are reversed, and I think it's just as hilarious that a porn star who probably figured, oh, I can have any dude I want. I'll yeah. just tweet at him. And then he not only says, no, nah, I'm cool. I got my girl. Who, very attractive young female. There are pictures in this story. Go check that out if you're interested. But yeah, I mean, he seems all set there. <laughs> Can't give you a visual, but just very attractive blonde that he was with. Very very loyal quarterback, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> that's very notable in, so is in any type of sport. But shooting her right down and then blocking her. Not just, hey, no thanks, I'm that interested. Have a nice day. It's like, 
I got a woman and see ya. <laughs> is it bad that like my first thought when I saw this story was that Baker Mayfield's girlfriend had his phone and saw it come in and she was the one that tweeted, no, I've got a girl. I feel very lucky and blessed in my life. Block. And then Baker like saw the story and created a fake profile and hit her back was like, hey, it's Baker. Hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something that could happen. But I also feel like she might have been a little bit more territorial if even if she was posing as him. Through his phone, because a porn star tweeting at you is a little bit more threatening. Just, just your average thirsty chick. That's true. Because it's, it's not, a name, yeah. so you're like, no. It would have been real defensive. A <laughs> lot of exclamation points and caps. No, I love my girl, and I would never cheat on her. Get out of here. Blocked. Like it would have been extra, extra with it. So, I, I actually think that this was Baker Mayfield. You know what? Good for him. Because, like I said, there's plenty of athletes that. Have no problem. They would have responded and hit her in the DMs and be like, yeah, so what's up? And you come right. through. <laughs> yeah, when, Bob. When, when are you going to be in Norman? Yeah. That's winky uh, face. <laughs> <laughs> but also weird is we talked about this earlier in the week when we were discussing this story. Uh, Mia has been seen with Deshaun Watson recently before the uh, yeah. start of the Houston game. They had a little birthday celebration because when – uh, Watson like got his Instagram first start. video that she posted. Yeah, or where like she that. dunked on him. Yeah, and it looked like some no, type she of got swatted by him. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, okay, I could. She, she tried to, to dunk. dunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was We're before funny. his first start against the Patriots and uh, the NFL. Or no, it was against the Bengals. First career NFL start, but awesome. yet, random that she's just hanging out with these quarterbacks. Dude, this girl. I mean, the thirst is real. It's almost basketball season, so she'll be right back to trying to get with everybody on the Wizards. But I've only ever heard of her with these quarterbacks. That's now, during basketball season, she was because she said something about now maybe and maybe there's stuff that I haven't heard about. I'm just saying these stories that have gotten she, bigger, uh, they've all involved starting quarterbacks. Like she ripped on Isaiah Thomas one time when the Celtics oh. were playing in Washington, and she said something about. You can lick my titties or something. And he was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> That's a really weird thing to say, though. Yeah, she was like making fun of him for being short. And then she was like, if you can reach him, you can lick my titties. He's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Hashtag hard pass. <laughs> she, I think that's the funniest part. Like for a porn star, she gets shot down a lot. <laughs> like, She's yeah, not there's really dudes. attractive no, either. There's I mean, dudes that slide into her DMs, but there are a lot of dudes that are like, Mm-mm-mm. thanks, but no thanks. I'm good. You, you go on ahead. She doesn't really do anything for me, so I wouldn't watch. I'd movie. shoot her down. Love you, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk some some Eagles here, and uh, you know, Eagles, redheaded quarterbacks. Let's yeah. <laughs> Fire crashes. As of yet, if man you after your heard, own heart. Uh, what? That was weird. What? You both got red hair. You love it. If you haven't heard, this past week during the Eagles-Giants game, former Bengals kicker Jake Elliott hit a game-winning 62-yard field goal that sealed the victory for Fluffia. What most of us had no clue about, though, that was uh, just before kicking a field goal, Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz had been heard on mic saying, quote, this guy's a superhero if he makes this. I'll friggin' give him my game check. I'll give him my game check. Now, being that this figures out to be $31,764.71, that's a pretty decent uh, uh, amount of money to put out there on that one. Uh, So obviously, Elliot hits it, and Wentz is like, I I said I'd do it. So he offered the game check to to Elliot. But Elliot, being the stand-up guy that he seems to be, denied the check, and instead he and Wentz worked out a deal, and the money was donated to charity in Elliot's name. 
feel-good story of the week. Yes, but my I first... I like that we follow up a porn star story with, like, hey, here's charity. dudes being charitable. <laughs> no. Also, my first thought was, just as cynical as always, uh, apparently <laughs> even athletes don't learn from any of these businesses who <laughs> out here, hey, I'll just say something or offer something that probably won't happen. Oh, shit, it happened. And yeah. in Carson's case... Didn't have insurance. Now, he could have also just been like, dude, I was just joking. Right. I mean, uh, haha, yeah, I'll give you my but, check. But I, seriously, I'm not giving you my game. I, I, bro, I was the second <laughs> overall pick. I'm not giving you nothing. Good luck you're, with that. You're a kicker. I'm not giving you this money. You might not survive the season. So <laughs> you can uh, thank me for getting you close enough to kick the All it's going to be is like two extra points that you miss and you're gone. Right. <laughs> and not only that, we play in Philadelphia. They'll fucking kill you. Right. Like they will murder you here. You can go from hero to goat overnight <laughs> here in Philadelphia. I would know. Maybe but this anyway. 31K will help though. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I thought, wow, it, it even happens to the, the players themselves that make these outlandish deals and then oh crap yay but oh crap i, I just said i'd give him thirty-one thousand dollars. do you think he had that range of emotions like where he was like yes oh fuck did anybody hear me <laughs> was anybody listening caleb didn't hear me did he i didn't say not, nothing am i mic'd up this week <laughs> shit i'm mic'd up you don't think they're gonna tweet about this do you hey man what uh if you guys are listening i didn't i didn't mean that i was just kidding that was just a joke i'm sorry i, I was hacked <laughs> My mic was hacked. I never said anything about giving anybody any money about making a cake. I got hacked. Good for him, though, for honoring up to it. And good for Elliot to be like, nah, I don't need your money. Let's right. Just donate it. That's a very large amount of money for a guy who was kicked off of, or well, picked off of the Bengals practice squad. And yeah, so he's probably not making dick. I mean, 31000 for him would be a good amount of money to just turn it down and then give it to charity. I'd, Actually, really curious. I couldn't find it. What charity they ended up donating? Yeah, I couldn't find it either. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's like some hurricane relief thing. Or I feel the like thirsty the... Mia Khalifa fund, <laughs> <laughs> helping Mia Khalifa not get denied by quarterbacks on Twitter. All right, here's the deal. I'll stop propositioning college quarterbacks if you give me like thirty-one thousand seven hundred sixty-four dollars and seventy-one cents. But if the 71 cents isn't there, I can't make any promises. <laughs> I want down to the penny. Uh, shit. But good for them. Yeah, good story. Feel good story of the week. Alrighty, moving to baseball. Uh, we talked to you guys about a story a few weeks ago where Boston was using Apple Watches to seal signs and communicate during the game against the Yankees. Well, shockingly enough, the Yankees do things a little more old school in their cheating this week, in a game against the Rays, a fan was thrown out of the game for tipping pitches during a Gary Sanchez at bat. With a full count, the home plate umpire called timeout, walked to the screen, and alerted security, who ended up tracking down the man and bouncing him. Apparently, the, pan was, the fan was yelling out where the catcher was setting up in Spanish to let Sanchez know <laughs> where the pitcher was looking to throw the ball. When I initially heard, <laughs> I, I, I think I got a text. I think it was an ESPN text alert that said Yankees fan ejected for stealing signs or yeah. re relaying signs. And I had no details. And I thought, man, that's weird. You know, I don't even know how that would work. How, how would a fan be assisting in? That's what I thought, too. I was like, then I read the details of the story and thought, 
wow, so he's sitting here thinking he's real slick. Yeah. Doing yelling, it in Spanish. Yelling outside in Spanish right. is what he was... And, and, and it would only take a couple of times of doing that before somebody might catch on regardless. Hey, every time before, right before the pitch is thrown... Somebody screams something, and even right. if you didn't understand Spanish, you'd think that's kind of weird. There might yeah, be exactly. Going on here. <laughs> Please tell me that the umpire was Angel Hernandez. <laughs> that's all I wanted to know. That was the only detail I couldn't find. It was I not really, Angel Hernandez. Oh, wah, wah. I wanted him to be at the center of yet another random story while he's suing MLB for discrimination. I wanted this to. Have it wasn't Angel Hernandez. It wasn't C. B. Oh, Buckner. Like it man. wasn't all the regular yeah. uh, go-tos of Damn, shitty umpires that try to get their name in the news. But it, it is weird. Like, you don't ever hear at the major league level of an ump-tossing fans. Like, that no. never and happens. And the closest thing to this where it was kind of reported, but they, nothing ever happened, but you remember two or three years ago, uh, I think it was, again, the Yankees were alleging that in the Sky Dome, out in right field, there was a guy who was wearing a, a, a T-shirt, and he would take it off or put it on based on something there's the Yankees said that there was a Toronto fan relaying signs to the the Blue Jays and it was a guy out in right field and it had something to do with his like a white t-shirt I can't remember if he like put a jacket over it on certain pitches or what but they allege that he was saying I also like how the, the Yankees are fucking... always out here calling other people yeah. out about stealing signs and here's this guy doing it. And I'm right. guessing they'd be like, we don't have it. They, they hit him with the Rick Pitino. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> no, no clue. <laughs> he was uh, just doing it. <laughs> Weird. I mean, but, uh, but that's the thing. Like, you can't stop a fan from, I guess you can, by throwing them out of the stadium. But... Right. But I wonder if there was any type of connection here. Or if it was just a rogue fan who thought, hey, I'm going to be funny and help do out. this. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do my part. I, it's really weird because as big of a fan as I am, I, I would never think to be sitting at a Braves game shouting out locations. Well, and not only that, like how much does it even help? Right. I, I know they like are kind of guessing at where the pitch is going to be. Right. But knowing just... the location only helps you so much. Right. Right. I mean, it, it wouldn't help you a whole lot. And you're talking seconds before the pitch is thrown. So if, even if you can process that as quickly as you hear it. I feel like if I'm the batter, that might fuck me up more. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm like trying to lock in on this dude and somebody's yelling outside, outside. Like, Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I'm trying to bat here. It's really weird. But again, Yankees are fucking cheaters. So. <laughs> About them 26 rings to ice your face. No, that was Jesus my favorite Christ. line from the rant. <laughs> How much shit did you get for that rant? I know I know you got a lot of praise for I it. I got a lot I, of praise. I got a decent amount of shit, but man, they're pretty even. That's good. Uh, the It's a wash. The mo- and then we'll, we'll the continue most, with the segment. The most expected was... Oh, I figured you being a father now would soften your stance on things like that because it was a four-year-old girl, and I'm like, mm, I got a little bit longer, I guess, with my hatred to hold on to it. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I tried to rant out at work, too, and got a lot of laughs. Nice. So The new one? No, oh. no, no, no. I'm saying the, oh, the Yankees one. ran. I told them about what I had done on Friday night and for those who I knew weren't listening. <laughs> Got the oh my god, but lots of laughter. <laughs> so I figure it was a win. That's a that's a dub. Yeah, yep. we'll count this a W. Count it. <laughs> All right. Well, if we're talking about things that uh, that we hate, here's what I hate. I hate 
when Jeopardy adds any type of sports category to the show. I hate when they add any type of category that isn't clearly something that nerds are into. Right. They'll do like, like a video game category yeah. or something. It just, and it always screams, least, hey, we're trying to be hip. Well, at least the video game category, it's like... Oh yeah, nerds are into video games. Right, that's cool. But but the questions will be so. It, there's generic. always like the one category that they're like, "This is for all the stupid people that watch this show." Look, when they run through all five questions and I can nail them all, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh man, that was easy." No, Jeopardy, don't pander to Especially me. Especially in this one, <laughs> because this happened in Double Jeopardy, Ooh. which I never get. I can I can hold my own a little bit yeah. at, at the beginning Some of the, of the show. Some of the categories. $100 categories, I got this. Once Double Jeopardy hits, I'm like, come on, 200 because that uh, you go 400 uh, I don't think I got it. And Black Jeopardy on SNL, I nailed them shits. <laughs> nailed them. Just saying. <laughs> Undefeated. Of, of Never lost. Worse you did. Well, anyways, I, I really hate when uh, when they overlap the nerd world and the sports world with that. Uh, but more often than not, when they do that, things like this happen. Uh, so, again, this was during Double, Double Jeopardy this week. Uh, contestants were giving uh, one of the categories. It was NFL teams by Hall of Famer. That was the the category. Okay. Uh, contestants were given a Hall of Famer from a franchise, and they had to name the team. Um, this was the last category chosen, so it's like they, of course it they was. They waited. Until they were the scared. Very end. Uh, actually, there was one. The first one that was picked, there was still something left. Like this dude was like, I could get this, <laughs> and then it was the last category chosen. Um, apparently. That was for good reason. So let's uh, let's play you this clip of what happened on Jeopardy this week. NFL teams four hundred. Wide receiver Michael Irvin played for the Dallas Cowboys. Less than a minute. Running mate. Good. NFL teams two. Defensive tackle Mean Joe Green. Bueller played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> NFL team six. Running back Marcus Allen. Anupama. Um, what is uh, Colorado Rockies? <laughs> Who are the Los Angeles Raiders? And <laughs> Your back sounds so pissed. <laughs> so then the buzzer goes, and you know them nerds were like, Oh, thank God. Because there were still two questions left in the category. son is so frustrated. Like, you guys can't get these, these questions. We're not in double jeopardy. Michael Irvin, Mean Joe Green, and Marcus Allen. Like, uh, I mean, oh, how much easier can you get on those? I thought when I saw Good thing I, Nicole Simpson wasn't on that. She didn't that last one. Jesus Christ. Wait, she did know that last one. Anyway. anyway. When, I was, when I first read the story before I watched the video, I was like... Oh, these are probably like obscure Hall of Famers because it's double jeopardy. This shit's hard. Uh-uh. I purposely didn't listen to that audio. You just wanted to hear it on the show? <laughs> that was fantastic. All I saw was your Colorado Rockies comment, and I didn't know the context. So I was like, I'll just wait to hear it on the show. Uh, Colorado Rockies? Here's, what? You want to hear the double whammy for that chick? Uh, so that ended up being the last question of Double Jeopardy. She had minus 400 points going into that. It took her down to minus 1,000, and she wasn't allowed to play in Final Jeopardy because she didn't have That's funny because earlier this week, Jeopardy was on at my house, and a woman wasn't able to contribute because she was down $3,000. And just before uh, the Double Jeopardy happened, you know, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you won't be able to contribute. And I was like, 
And you owe us $3,000 because you're stupid. <laughs> That's right. Y'all think those negative numbers are just fun and games. No, it comes right out of their check. We get sick of this shit where y'all just bet money you don't have or just keep answering questions wrong. So we're going to curb that. You owe us $3,000 right now. Right up, walk up here and set down the cash. We'll wait. Two big dudes show up on either side of her, like arms folded, like... Do you need help finding your checkbook, miss? <laughs> I would watch Jeopardy if that was the That'd case. Be fucking awesome. Uh, I, I, I don't have cash. <laughs> I'd be like, every category needs to be a sports category. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see these people get beat up. She said so Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies. She just buzzed in just because she was like, I got to answer because I got to get the plus. What's the first sports team that popped into my head? Colorado Rockies. <laughs> What an obscure team to pop into your head. I really to. hope she's from Denver and like. Yeah, that, and that's what that's I'm saying. The only My guess is that there's some t- sort she's of tie. Like, name any sports team you Her know. Her son's that's favorite it. team is the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> that's what she went with. Like that's. It's got to be something extra ridiculous like that. Otherwise, there's no reason that you came <laughs> up with that. It wasn't an NFL team. It wasn't a football team of any type. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious, though. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Tough act to follow. But (laughs) last night, and we always record on Fridays, so for Thursday night football during the Bears-Packers game, shout out to Tyson Thorpe for this one. The official Butterfingers Twitter account went all in on the Bears during the game. And Candy won, which is not a big (laughs) shocker because the Bears don't win shit. But the t- they couldn't even win a tweet war. <laughs> yeah, the tweet war between Butterfinger and the Bears Twitter account started like this: at Butterfinger tweeted, "Butter knees." Hashtag <laughs> Chicago was, versus Green Bay. That was after the fumble that like just bounced right off of the knees. Yes, just terrible fumble by the Bears. The Bears awful. came back with stick to candy. Butterfinger's response: stick to football. Oh wait. <laughs> Bears come back with a screenshot of the Charlie Puth or Charlie, Charlie Puth, Puth rather. Get it not right. Puth, Puth Caramel. The Charlie Puth. <laughs> the song. Charlie Caramel Puth. Attention. <laughs> the Butterfinger Twitter account responded, Attention, it's 14 to 0, and you're focusing on the wrong game here. Crying laughing emoji. <laughs> Butterfinger then r- tweeted after the score went to 21 nothing. Asterisk 21. (laughs) Butterfinger then followed up with an asterisk. This is just sad. (laughs) And as you can see, the Bears are not responding at this point. And so the last Twitter tweet that Butterfinger accounts sent out was asterisk. You there? Question mark. (laughs) Wow. It's so savage. It's so So, good. And at some point, the Bears Twitter account realized we can't win this. Yeah. And so they just stopped. They were just like, we're done. You know what would be awesome if we find out later that the Bears Twitter account blocked the Butterfingers Twitter account? And Butterfinger (laughs) sent a picture of it and totally just copied off Mia Khalifa's tweet. Sometimes it happens in this game. Just part of the game. <laughs> but shout out to Blake for uh, for sharing this story with us because we had something else in the spot, and then we saw this, and we were like, "Yep, yeah, going in the yes. show." Uh, and corporations going back and forth on Twitter always. Oh, oh it's so good. I 
I want to get hired on to handle somebody's Twitter account. Although I will be fired within a day because I'll just be like, fuck you. And right. Then, and then they'll be like, oh, you can't be like that. You got to be like kind of clever. Yeah, you got to be, be clever like, without cursing. No, fuck him. He's, <laughs> he's it would put douche. an end to the show if somebody told this way to be clever without cursing. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Oh, so we- I guess you just want two hours of silence. Cool. <laughs> we'll just sit here and drink beer in silence and not uh, not talk. This has been Craft Root Sports. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good on you, Butterfinger, for, for makes me want a Butterfinger. That. I know, it's and I'm glad they're not filled with caramel. God, fuck you. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Last story, upper deck. Uh, we're gonna do some beer news for you. This is one that we missed, and I, I saw it pop up this week, and I'm super glad I did because Scott's gonna love this story. We might have missed this launch on uh, September 10th, but because of what this beer is all about. It's something that we have to do on the show. So Weyerbacher Brewing, located in Easton, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia, they're the brewers of one of the best pumpkin beers not named Pumpkin. Did we have Weyerbacher's Pumpkin on the show last year in our uh, tournament? No, I don't believe so. It's a great pumpkin is beer. It? It's, just, it's super good. I feel like we might have had it in the voting, because remember we yeah, had people vote true. on the beers that were going to be in the yeah. tournament, and I feel like that was one that was on the ballot. So we'll, we'll have to get that for this year. Uh, well, they have released Scott's new favorite beer. Uh, and it, We I must mean, have this on the show. This, I would love to find this. So any anybody in Philadelphia, if you can find this and send it to us, I will pay handsomely for it. The beer, clearly targeted at uh, Philly, uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans, was brewed in conjunction with a Philadelphia restaurant. It's now available in Philadelphia. The name of the beer, Weyerbacher's Dallas Sucks. All in. <laughs> Consume it. <laughs> Consume the shit out of it. I don't care. I don't care if it's a triple IPA. I want it all in and around my mouth. <laughs> so the uh, uh, what they say about this beer, this is what Weyerbacher says. This one's for the fans. If there's one thing everyone in the NFC East can agree on, it's that Dallas sucks. Correction. So and the NFL <laughs> can agree on. Go so ahead. Let us, let us introduce you to the new unofficial beer of the 2017 season. Flavor forward, this brew was made for tailgating in parking lots, celebrating first downs and big hits, high-fiving friends and basking <laughs> in the thrill of victory. Former big hits. Now big hits will get you flagged. Yeah. Uh, but big legal hits <laughs> below the waist. Not on quarterbacks. All right. Uh, this totally downable pale ale was brewed with our friends that bleed green at Jose Pistola's, a Philadelphia restaurant. So for the record, 5%. Fuck the, fuck the Philadelphia team. Fluffia. <laughs> it's fluffia, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would love to try some Dallas Sucks. I wonder I if like... Carson Wentz donated his money to the... Oh, shit. That's a good plan. <laughs> if not, he should have. I love the idea of beers and breweries making beers that throw shade at another team. And we see it all the time, but this is the first time that like they just flat out put an name like, to it. Yeah, Dallas it's usually sucks. covert. Yeah. Yeah, there's some like play on words and it's yeah. like kind of snarky and this one was just like nah Dallas sucks. I can't wait for next year's beer where it's like Wirebacher, fuck you, Dallas. <laughs> Wirebacher, Jarrah's a bitch. <laughs> I want to consume all these beers, by the way. Weyerbacher, holla at us. We will totally sell out for you. I mean, if you need some ideas on naming, uh, we got you, Weyerbacher. You can you can go with uh, Midriff Surfer Girls. Fuck you, Dallas. That'd be a good beer. I'd, I'd take that one. Uh, 
something about Dakota sucks. I don't know. Anyways, Romo was forced to retire. <laughs> we all right. Look, we don't know these off the top of our heads. Yeah. Don't judge us on this. Uh, but we can help out. I love it. That'll be so good. Uh, this has been Upper Deck, brought to you as always by Audible.com. The Zeke smoked her Imperial and- Stout. <laughs> Wait, too far? Too too soon? Allegedly. Sorry, allegedly smoked her. But, all right. Well, I tried. <laughs> yeah, dude. That one. Uh, that one's a little. That one's a little weird. Uh, Drunk line <laughs> is open. Hey, we're up to thirteen shares. We need seven more. So Mike will take a shot of hypnotic. Get on oh, that. Yeah, and I really don't want that hypnotic. Uh, we can to- even retroactively do this, and uh, if it happens after, like midweek, people are sharing after hearing this on the podcast, and we just randomly see it. We'll make Mike just do it at the beginning of next show. I didn't agree to this. I know I did it on the fly. I don't. People I don't. enjoy things on the fly. I don't know if I... Uh, like if jokes about <laughs> domestic abuse. <laughs> no? Okay, right. Yeah, that one didn't really Oops. quite land. Uh, do you want to get into White Motherfucker? Uh, or do you want to save that? Because I feel like all of the things we want to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, the NCAA basketball scandal that went on. We're yeah. going to talk about the... Yeah, let's go ahead and get White Motherfucker out of the way. That way we can just stick to sports. Stay in, our, stay in our lane. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of politics, but we'll stick to all of it. Let's just go on ahead and get white motherfucker out of the way. Get the shot of Zima. You're just you're already conceding defeat. You I, already think you're going to lose this. I, I don't feel good about it. Uh, all right. So let me preface this one. So first of all, before we get into this, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, Scott is saved by the bell. With our first call coming well, in the for the night. Lines are open. <laughs> Craft Brute Sports. Who's this? Well, it's Kyle. Well, hello, guys. Hey, what up? corporate. What's happening, man? It's been a long time, man. I was yeah. really hoping to come on uh, last week. But yeah, man, we uh, missed you. How did uh, how did your recording go last night at Wiley's? Dude, it went fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I, uh, fans, yeah, there was about about 50, about fifty people came out. Um, nice, man. And quite a few people that I didn't know, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, dude, it was a, it was a blast. I, I don't know, I don't know if it translated into a podcast very well as far as like the recording, but as far as the live show is concerned, it was wonderful. Well, that's always. Good. I mean, that's what matters. Like that's a W. Getting, yeah, you gotta because yeah. now those yeah. people you don't know are gonna tune into the podcast. That's the way to do it, man. Uh, for those yeah. of you that are that's, that are listening that's, that's in, cool. corporate uh, hosts. Not only does he host. Uh, Loudmouth MMA. He also hosts the Nicolas Cage Movie Review Hour, and uh, and he he did a live recording of the show at Wiley's Comedy Club in Dayton last night. So, uh, congrats, man. That's that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that is the closest I'll ever get to performing comedy. So there you go. <laughs> okay, and real quick, while we've Although got you on I, the line, before I you get into whatever you're going to talk safe, about, uh, this did seem like a safe space. I've been working on a lot of domestic violence material, and this seems like a safe place. You've come to the right place. That's good. So wait, real quick, before you get into that, can you weigh in on the topic, caramel or whatever Mike pronounced it as? Caramel. Caramel or caramel? Caramel. Thank you. What am I, a a fucking animal? Well, yep, there it is. Kyle, it's been great talking to you, man. Sorry, your (laughs) phone line's breaking up. (laughs) Yeah, of course it's caramel. You're you're an adult, Mike. Yep, I'm an adult that knows that it's that he reads at caramel. a third grade level. 
<laughs> oh shit! What else you got I going on, man? <laughs> I did. All right, I admit the silent letter thing was fucking stupid. I'm ha! sorry. That was super. You're not gonna dumb let that me. one down tonight. <laughs> that was dumb. I'm sorry. Uh, I uh, I'm, I can't wait till you guys talk about knife a little later on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that one. Boom, served. But it never happens Roasted. though, bro. Oh fuck! All right, fine. Oh, fuck you, man. Well, Tank weight in car, Mel. Thank you. Call and say hello. All right, bud. Good talking to you. Congrats on the show last night, man. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. See you, bud. Enjoy. Everybody, tune in and check that uh, that episode out that that uh, they recorded last night. I think they did Gone in sixty seconds. Maybe was that the episode? Yeah, I think they did Gone in sixty seconds. The episode of the movie. The the episode of the podcast was good save. Fuck you. I feel like Kyle wasn't able to hear you again, and I, I'm trying to. I don't know what else I could do with the phone lines, man. So if you guys are having trouble hearing Scott uh, on the phone, hit me up on the uh, on the Facebook Live because I'm. I, I mean, the settings are, they should be right, man. So I don't know. Yeah, no. he definitely wasn't listening, or he just didn't give a fuck. I was just gonna it. say he gave no fooks. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, white motherfucker. For those of you tuning in, can we mute in, the phone lines long enough to do this? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, fine. Right. Right. No we'll call lines. Uh, all right. So for those of you tuning in there for the uh, for the first time, white motherfucker started with uh, a fan of the show, Tyson Thorpe, asking Scott to just call me a white motherfucker randomly throughout the show. He would text him and say, "Hey, call Mike a white motherfucker," and Scott would do it. So then, uh, but the reason behind that was because because I didn't, didn't know recognize yes, Tony, just Tony, off Tony's. of saying Tony 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 anniversary. Yes, yes, I didn't recognize the song. I knew the song, but I didn't recognize. Anyways, whatever. Fuck you. That doesn't matter. So n- now, see, and Kyle said he couldn't hear. Me, so all right. I don't go. know what's going on with the, the phone lines, man. I'm sorry. Just yell. You can just <laughs> yell at people. Hey. <laughs> um. So you're, you're trying to hold me down ain't now. You? Yeah. You yeah, white I'm, motherfucker. I'm mute, I just muted your line when uh, <laughs> people called it. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Scott uh, then started asking me questions, and I had to answer them. If I got it right, then I wasn't a white, mo- a white motherfucker for the week. If I got it wrong, then I was. And that has now morphed into, of course, as everything in the show, punishments. Uh, so <laughs> now, if Scott asks me and I get it right, I then get to ask him the next week, and he also has to chug a Zima. If I get it wrong, I have to do a shot of Hypnotic. For the record, Mike is still a white motherfucker every other day of the week, regardless of whether or not he gets said question right. I just want to throw that out there. For that episode of the show, he may not be. For that moment, he may not be. Do not agree with that. The rest of the time, (laughs) you are a white motherfucker. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here is your white motherfucker question of the week. All right. Back in the late 90s, uh, there was a rap group that went by the name of West Side Connection. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Name... The three members of West Side Connection. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, no. You're not even going to give it a shot. You don't even know one of them. God damn it, Scott. You white motherfucker. I was going to say, <laughs> that makes me a pretty white motherfucker for the week, but I just, I'm not even going to pretend. So I will say that I, I asked Tank this question at work this week, and Tank, without missing a beat, went, oh, West Side Connection. That was, let's see. And I was waiting as soon as you said that. Mac 10. As soon as you said it, I thought, well, I wonder how long it'll take Tank to respond. I looked (laughs) down and it just said, this is just sad. (laughs) 
I feel very white for not knowing that, but uh, so, it is what it is. So West you win some, you lose some, uh, dude. Uh, that's a big that's a big L that you're taking on this one, though. It is. You know, you didn't know. You couldn't even name Ice Cube. You didn't even know Ice Cube. Uh, NWA is the only thing that I could think of with that involves Ice Cube. <laughs> and are we there yet? I mean, he went solo after NWA, as far as I'm concerned, and that's how he's been ever since. So I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to anything else after that, like involving. Oh, wow. There goes my phone. Uh, <laughs> the phone line, uh, not mine, but our phone line is back open if you want to call in and let Scott know what a white motherfucker he is. Uh, you're you can't even get that one down, huh? That one's struggle. That's all struggle bus. Oh, huh? sorry, we were talking, and I'll hear. Oh, finish. all right, finish that off because. Uh, Dude, that's got to be so disgusting going from the salted caramel to that disgusting shit. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me stop you there because I wouldn't care what I was going from to the Zima. It's disgusting. It's going to be gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Did we hit uh, 20 shares yet? Uh, let's see. Because if we hit 20 shares, then that means regardless of me winning the white motherfucker, uh, I still am going to have to do a shot of hypnotic. And um, I really hope we haven't hit 20 shares. Uh, Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we talked about this uh, this week. Winning white motherfucker is almost more of a punishment because now I have to come up with another question, which makes me a little bit of a white motherfucker to be like, I, these questions are so hard to think of. Well, no, I, I told you the. The reason it's a little bit tougher is because you want to come up with something that's supposedly common knowledge, but that isn't super tough. And so finding that fine line is very difficult, and I'd rather just answer the questions. Even if I get it wrong, and in this case, (laughs) apparently I'm extra white, motherfucker. Um, (laughs) It's just, oh, okay, cool. I don't have to come up with a question next week. You do. One I just thing on my plate. I can't believe you couldn't even get Ice Cube. Like that should be the one. I I would understand missing Dubsy or Mac Ten. I but mean, after Ice you Cube? after you said it, it's like okay, yeah, I understand now. I get it. I remember. I, I it all it all jogs a memory there. But it's it wasn't anything that I I listened to a lot. Dude, so it was like, so popular in my grade school that the school banned anybody from making the West Side sign and said you would be suspended if you did it. Wow. And that's when, like, Bow Down came out and everybody was just walking in the hallways yeah, throwing and now, up I West mean, Side. Now that we're talking we're, about it, I, I know like, white as shit. Preppy white yeah. kids in a, a private school, like, right. West Side, motherfucker. And the teachers are like, uh, yeah, you oh, do that Oh, Blake's again. coming through. We need four more shares. Why, <laughs> why can't this thing just... Thing won't tell me before. I didn't even. I accidentally found out before the shares. I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and now all of a sudden, it won't. It won't tell. Oh me. yeah, I see yeah. that now. Sixteen shares. All right, four more, and I've got to do a shot of hypnotic. Uh, you know what? Let's even sweeten the pot. If you hit twenty-five shares, I'll do two shots of hypnotic. I'll still do the one if we hit twenty, but if we hit twenty-five, I'll do two, and I will watch him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just did a whole bottle of Zima, so that's what, no. You don't have that. That's what I'm saying. I'll take I'll take ownership of this. Grabroot Sports. Who's this? You corporate sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Vic. Real quick, can you hear Scott? No. Oh, all right. Well, I guess Scott just <laughs> nobody likes hearing from Scott. <laughs> Racist <laughs> f's. 
Wait, I, I just heard that. I think I heard him a little bit there. But it's oh. it's coming through it's coming like through my mic again. Mic. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yep. That's not good at all, man. All right, whatever. Hey, we shouldn't have fucked this shit up. It's going to be a corporate show now, you fuck this shit. Jim Rome doesn't fuck shit up like this. Okay? <laughs> that's true. What do you got for us this week, Vic? Listen, quick, because I'm at work. I am all on board with protesting the NFL, but only because they keep fucking me every week in the pick'em. <laughs> Wait a second. I can care less if they take a knee, quit fucking me in the pick'em, and I'll start watching again. Well, it was all fun games when it was perfect 10 the first week, and now it's, oh, fuck him. Oh, fuck you. Now I can hear Scott. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, sorry. I meant, hey, right. Vic, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Go eat a caramel apple. Oh, oh, way to get me. Pronouncing words like your brother. That shows real intelligence. <laughs> Drinking that queer beer you guys got. Oh. <laughs> All right, got to go. Talk to you cats later. Have fun at work. See you, bud. Bye. I would give that call five points. That was pretty good. That's a five-point call. If you're scoring at home, (laughs) even though, which judge was it? The Russian judge? I was going to say Russian, and then for some reason I went to France, and I was like, no, that can't be right. No, it's the Russian, the Russian judge. judge. Yeah, even the Russian <laughs> judge gave that. The, <laughs> the Russian judge gave was like, that the highest score. That's a good, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's talk about the pick since uh since Vic brought that up. And we'll get into the NFL. Because there's just so much. To, dude, there's, there's a lot to dissect. It's a, it's a lot this week. It's a lot, and I, whatever. We're going right, to try Let's talk about the fun to, stuff real yeah, quick. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, through... Three weeks in the pick'em. We got two people tied for first place. Uh, we got Yanni and we got Pat tied with 26 points. Uh, tied in third place with 25 points is Andrew and Liz. And then tied in fifth place with 24 points is me and everyone's favorite awkward caller, Katie. She is in there <laughs> with 24 points. Bye. <laughs> Uh, most of, more importantly, though, at the moment, Blake wanted us to know we got twenty shares. Duh, so pop fuck. that top here. Let me let me get you. Yeah, here. go ahead and pour it, man. I'll you. let you pour it. I got you, bro. Uh, thanks, man. Pour some out for my soon-to-be dead homies. <laughs> Glenn, sorry that this is not an Incredible Hulk. Uh, we're oh god, it just looks gross, man. Yeah, it looks like blue Kool-Aid, bro. Twenty shares, five more, and I got to do another one of these sons of bitches. Oh. <laughs> that's so bad. It was worth it getting Zima. That is so bad. That is disgusting. Man. Alrighty, so you're in fifth. I'm in technically fifth place. So basically, okay. and I, I feel like we need to reiterate this because I think people are confused. It doesn't matter if you win this thing. You don't have to come in. Yes, first. you do not have to win. You, you just, just have, have to, to finish ahead of Mike or Scott or both. Yes. And 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 if you finish ahead of me and not Scott, you still get to punish me. If you finish ahead of Scott, not me, you still get to fin- you can still get to punish Scott. If you finish ahead of both of us, you get to punish both of us. And you don't it's not just the winner that gets to pick a punishment one time. And I will say if you've missed any of the weeks, it really hasn't affected you all that no. much because you get whatever the lowest score was from the pro- the previous week and Minus so far one. these Okay, well, even still, so far these lowest scores have been really high. Yeah. So you're still getting six or seven points. It looks like, no, it looks like people, uh, the lowest score has been five each time. Okay. So those people are getting four. But we just had somebody join in uh, 
just this week they joined in the pool. Got perfect. So they've got. Well, no, that obviously we don't know what they got this week, but oh. they are they are sitting at twelve points because they missed the first three, so they got four points for the first three weeks. That's not that far back. No. Like when you figure there's seventeen weeks and you're only thirteen back from me, you got a good chance of finishing ahead of both of us still. And an absolutely awesome chance of finishing ahead of you. Ah, fuck you. Because fuck you. despite all, being you one can't pick, talk shit being yes, I can behind. I've won every single time we've done any pick 'em on this show. I think I've got a lot of clout uh, yeah, to talk have, shit. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of beat me. You, every you time. tilted your head like you <laughs> wanted to think of a time when you beat me, but no, I did. Every <laughs> every single time we've done look. any pick from <laughs> the NCAA picks to last season's football picks. What did I beat you? I beat you in something. You might have beat me in a week, a one-off. No, week. it was like some contest because that's how you. No, it wasn't. That's no. not how you got it. Iced. <laughs> yeah. There was something that I beat you in. I know there was something I beat you in. Having more red hair. Go listen back to the show. Well, uh, I didn't beat anybody in having more hair. I said more red hair. <laughs> Even <laughs> that's pretty thin. No. I got nothing there. I, I, I feel like you, <laughs> you're taking on that trophy one hundred percent of the time. But every time we've actually made any picks. And I will give you was, that. Yes, every yeah. time. So there's why picks. should I not be confident that? Oh my God! After what three weeks, you, you're ahead of me by one point. Ah, <laughs> this is like the this is the longest time you've spent ahead of me. Anytime we've done picks is three weeks. What was it that I I got super cocky the one time because I was beating you and then I lost? Was that March Madness? That yeah, was it was March Madness. Was like, and it was, it was like, where you at? Scott? It, it was the same thing where you got out to a really big lead and it's like, all right, cool, and then. At the end, I ended up way ahead of you. <laughs> Not only did I pick all of the ones that mattered correctly, I got the championship. So you know what my favorite part of that was when I totally fucked up the edition, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, you can't win." And then you were like, "Yeah, hey, I just won." And I was like, uh, oh, <laughs> "Oh, yeah, you could have won." Yeah. My bad. <laughs> so yeah, I, okay, I must not talk be- a little shit. You could be cocky, that's fine, but I'm fucking winning right now. I'm beating you, and that's all I care about. I could have every single person in this pick and finish ahead of me. As long as I beat you, that's all I give a shit about. That would mean I lost to everyone. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Are we going to have our own little bet here? Like, obviously, fans we get to punish. But, but it's whoever finished ahead of you, right? So if you finish ahead of me, I get then to, that means you get I to get punish to me. Punish. So, oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, it's every person that finishes ahead of you or me. That's up to and including each other. I need to start paying attention to this. I got to really work on this now. Uh, make sure. But that's usually when I fuck up. Like if I'm just randomly I was just going to say, when I start thinking things through. I feel like when you get real focused, because <laughs> last year, this time, you were only a couple behind. But then you started doing, hey, well, if I pick opposite <laughs> games and uh, you started getting real strategic with it and it totally backfired. And next thing you know, you're five or six behind. Now, remember, by the end of the season, you did get it to where if you had gotten Every single one right for, I think, two straight weeks or something yeah. along those lines, you would have been able to tie me. Right. That's what it was. It yeah. Was and tie. so you would have yeah. just saved face. And that very first week, you went off the rails or whatever. <laughs> and that was that. And so, you know, you ended up having to answer all those one ads. And oh, so many dicks dudes. that I saw. All the dick pics. So many dicks. Uh, well, let's talk about last week. Wow. Picks. And Cheryl wants to know that, that, wants everybody to know that that's all she cares about, too, is you beating me. I don't know why. Thank you, Cheryl. I Such appreciate a great that fiance. one. Uh, she, she knows what's up. She's awesome. 
All right, so let's talk about uh, the picks. First of all, shout out to two people in the pick'em, Yanni and Joe, who both of them, for their Monday night football scores, <laughs> have put in the old calculator boobies line. So great job, fellas. <laughs> I am, like the, the tiebreaker score, I put in random shit because I don't give a shit anyways, and I'm just like, eh, here you go. This is, this is whatever. I actually pick legit scores, even though... Every time I do it, I think, one, actually, I will say, I always forget to do it. So I go I make go through all my picks and then hit save, and then the red thing pops up. You didn't do something. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> oh, I didn't pick a Monday night football score. And then I actually legitimately think, all right, what is it going to be? And while I'm doing it, this doesn't matter. It's not going to come down <laughs> to this. And even if it did, I, this, I'm not going to pick this correctly. Why am I doing this? All right, and here's the number that I actually think it would be. And then hit save. Yep. <laughs> Joe and Yanni both last week, boobs and boobless. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, so here, here were the games that actually mattered in the pick'em last week. Um, so in the NFL, the Cleveland oh, and I, I actually Colts read Cheryl's game. comment wrong. Oh, did you? She said that actually she only cares about beating me. Oh, well, yeah, yeah that's fair. Not you beating me, but uh, set she, a, wanted, to, she set wanted to a goal for yourself. Me. Set a goal for yourself mm. and go after it, Cheryl. Well, I Cheryl's am. not in the pick'em, though. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's kind of sad then. Um, Although, truth be told, and I can say this now, she'll get mad at me. But, so last week we had the Florida-Kentucky game. We did. And last minute, I know, I, I, I can honestly say this, I had Kentucky. Because I really thought that they would win that game. And then I started hearing about, oh, they hadn't won in 30 straight meetings <laughs> and all this. And I talked myself out of it. And last minute, I switched to Florida. So f- w- Saturday night, that game was on. And Kentucky was winning. And, we yeah. turned, and I, was, I was sitting there thinking, you know what? I, I, I would be willing to lose it. because should have pulled that one out. Kentucky should have won that game. <laughs> Kentucky found a way to lose that game multiple times within the last <laughs> quarter of the game. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, my God, I picked Florida, but I would be okay with losing it, you know, because I wanted Cheryl to be happy. But when it happened that they didn't, the first thought in my head was, well, at least I switched that last minute so I didn't get that wrong. Yeah, (laughs) that was rough, man. That was one where Vic Vic texted me right away and was like... Fuck this shit. Fuck your pick'em. <laughs> he was so bad. I had Kentucky. I, I switched it because I don't know, something just told me, but initially my thought was Kentucky's at home. This is the perfect time to end the streak. And I, they had been playing really well up until that point. And I only switched it. And then when I tuned in and I saw the score on the bottom line, I thought I should have stuck with Kentucky. Like Kentucky was doing what they should have been doing. And then let them hang around, yep. let them hang around, and then made a couple bonehead plays. And, and that done. And had that game gone Kentucky's way, that could have been a big sway because everybody except for two people picked Kentucky. And that was why I picked... Jesus Christ. I know, I'm trying to... I'm knock breaking my phone. You're fucking that was wh- That was why I picked Kentucky because I thought everybody's going to pick Florida for this game. Liz and Vic were the only two people Florida. that picked UK. Uh, so yeah. it, that ended up hurting them pretty bad. Um, on the college side, the... There wasn't much. I mean, everybody picked a lot of the same teams. Cheryl says, I also got to stay with you tonight because <laughs> they lost because of me and piss on me. What a dick move. So, I, I said I apologize. And I, and I was legitimately rooting for Kentucky in those final minutes because I thought, I don't care about winning this game. I, I can and make up yeah, another pick. At and one it, of those, when it's games like and, that, and I'm and the I same thought, way. And I also thought, 
majority of the people have Florida in this game, so losing this it one doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then as things fell down, I thought, oh, man. Yeah. I, the, I wanted. Damn. I would have liked to see Kentucky win that one, even though I had Florida. Yeah, that for was the same one of those reason. Times like, where I'd be like, mm, everybody loses, so right. Cool. So it's it's a, Although a net then game. Vic picks up the game and he's like, well, I fucking call. Also, me. now that you're telling me that Liz had that and she's way she's ahead, she's in what second place? <laughs> yeah. Eh, if she didn't get another pick, that's kind of fine. <laughs> well, the game that that really uh, separated the college uh, picks last week was Stanford UCLA. Uh, and Stanford fucking rolled UCLA in that game. I never thought that UCLA had a chance to win that game. I didn't game. think so either, but there were a lot of picks for UCLA in that one. <laughs> it had to be because of Rosen. Uh, that's the only yeah. thing I think of. And, and I think it was weighted that way when you looked at the picks. I think percentage-wise of people picking them across all pick-ems, uh, UCLA was really high. But yeah. I I never thought, I, I I had always thought, I don't I don't believe in Rosen. I, I think Rosen is very overhyped. Yeah, I I wasn't on board with that, so I went Stanford in that game. NFL, there was a lot more parity this week in our <laughs> our games, and it separated a lot of people out. That's where everybody took their L's this week was the NFL games. And by the way, I pick the NFL games every week, and Mike Jones. No, last week the, you picked all of the games. Uh, I picked all the games. Yeah. Well, that's why they were so good. Anyway, <laughs> on a week-to-week yeah, basis. Don't try to fucking put that on me. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just going to say that generally oh, you generally, the, yeah. Like, yeah, you pick but the NCAA you games, implying. I pick the NFL games. You were implying that I picked the easy games that everybody no, gets I points for. I wasn't trying to imply that. <laughs> I was just trying to say that I, 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 when I pick the NFL games, I try to go really hard. Whereas, even though I picked the college games last week, and I thought I picked really good matchups. I thought so, too. At, uh, at college the end of the games. Day, I was going to say, at the end of the day, college are such toss-ups because yeah. there's all sorts of things that I'm very much not aware of. Whereas the NFL, I feel more like I have a handle on things. And I have a handle on, oh, that's a really tough matchup just to pick. In right. general, period. Even for me. Well, like I, I look at the matchups for the NFL and think, which ones am I going to have a tough time with? And then I go with those because I, I don't want it to be easy on me right. or anybody else. I think with the college games, now that we're getting into conference play, it's it going to make be, it a lot harder. Because that's, yes. where, that's where a lot of the upsets happen. And Beginning of the year, there's well, a that's couple where everybody here knows and there. Everybody, so. Right. There, this is where we're going to start seeing some upsets and there's going to be some separation from the pack. Um, NFL games, though, uh, Cleveland and Indianapolis fucked up a lot of people's world. Uh, we talked about this before the show. It, it, that was one of those games where it was like, you think Cleveland's going to win that game because Indianapolis has been so shitty this year. And eventually Cleveland's going to turn the corner, right? They have to. I mean, right. they got to win one. Right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't last week. Uh, could it be this week against my Bengals? I don't know. Another tough one to pick. Yeah, I'm glad you put that one on. Somebody has to break the winless streak. Somebody's O has to go. (laughs) Not necessarily, because they could tie. (laughs) I hope it's a 0-0 tie. I hope God it is. In the game with the most punts in NFL history. Yeah. (laughs) And missed field goals. Like, that's the whole whole game. Um, Minnesota-Tampa Bay. The one that uh, that was on the... uh, the pick'em last week that everybody was super glad ended in a little bit of controversy was the Atlanta Detroit game because almost everybody picked Atlanta in that game. So I think when Golden Tate was ruled down and then they just rolled off the ten seconds, everybody was like, Whew, "All right, great. which is <laughs> which is funny from a, a multitude of angles." So I picked Atlanta, but 
it wasn't until afterwards and I found out I didn't see the play. I still haven't. I still have no idea what actually happened, but I heard the, and Mike and Mike was, were talking about it. And it sounded like, and all I kept thinking was, man, and I have a lot of Detroit fans, you know, living right. <laughs> formerly from Toledo. So I have a lot of Detroit fans. So I'm seeing all these things pop into my time timeline and on Twitter and everything. And all I kept thinking was, man, Detroit always, it doesn't matter. I, I didn't see the play, so I had no context, but I thought, why is Detroit always getting screwed, or why is it always Detroit at the air, end of the games? You had the Calvin Johnson rule, you had the the Monday night game where the refs, the the scab refs, screwed up the call to end that game against Seattle. And then you had this game, and I just kept thinking every time. And then it wasn't until I think Wednesday when they were talking about it, I heard it was Golden Tate, and my thought was, well, shit. Golden Tate's on my fantasy team, <laughs> and I only won by less than a point. Shout out to Lou, Lou the dog, this week. Uh, he, he'll know who I'm talking to. Uh, I won by less than a point. Had Golden had that counted for Golden Tate, I would have won even more comfortably. Handily, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but I just kept. It I blew watched. My mind that I watched Detroit the replay. Keeps coming down on these very controversial. Oh my God, calls it. So I think what what sucked about that play was because I. I didn't see it live, but I saw a replay, and the replay that I saw, you couldn't tell if he was down or not. But then I saw a still image, and he was short of the goal line. So by rule, yes, there needs to be this 10-second runoff. That's what's fucked up. They didn't get they didn't get screwed over by the fact that he was well, short. Uh, he was ruled short of the goal line uh, on a, a challenge. They got screwed over by the rule that, all right, well, it would have been a running clock, so. But Game's that's over. what I See feel like always happens to the Lions. It's the same thing with the Calvin Johnson rule. It technically by the rule book, but until this day, they never really followed the rule book. And right. So he gets <laughs> up and it's all one motion. And it, it, that was a touchdown all the way until that moment. And then when you read the rule book, it's technically not a touchdown. But again, uh, until that fuck. moment, you thought it was. What? Sorry, we're at 25 shares. Oh, Oh, damn it. Thanks for bringing it up, Blake. Appreciate that. Um, Uh, Tyson, I don't love that. Uh, Thank you. Apparently, I have to go home and sleep on the couch. So thanks. (laughs) Or stay here and sleep at Mike's. So there you go, buddy. Drink up. X-Man, 25 shares. I got to do another shot of Hypnotic. Oh, this shit. Most importantly, thank you guys for 25 shares. That means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. And if you can continue that each week as Mike takes this shot of blue drank. Nope, I'm only doing a little bit at a time. Bottoms up, bottoms up. Thank you, sir. All right. Anyway. It's so gross, man. It's so gross. That's more disgusting than Zima. There's no way. Yep. It is. It is. We did have a question that came through on Facebook from John. John, thanks for listening. Uh, He said Sandejo got fined over 24K for the helmet to helmet that was not even called during the game. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I will immediately say one, did not see the hit. Two, I hate, I absolutely hate when there is not a call on something in game and then a player gets fined on it later. Yeah, I can't stand when the NFL picks out something that happened that uh, this one. Again, I didn't see it. This one may not have even been highlighted during the game because you see where it's not even something that the announcers talk about or something later on in the week. You just hear, oh, such and such got fined. And then maybe retroactively you see the play or they're like, oh, hey, let's get a look at that. 
I can't stand that, though, because if it wasn't called a penalty on the field, I don't feel like there's any reason for it to be a finable offense after the uh, fact. I, I am, I'm okay with it only for the fact that there are so many missed calls throughout a game. So if it's something egregious that was mit- – like, let's face it, referees suck. A lot of the time, there's yeah. a lot of missed calls. So if it's something egregious that should have been flagged but wasn't, and now all of a sudden there's going to they're they're reviewing and they're like, how the fuck did you assholes miss this? Not only is this a flag, he should be fined for this shit. We're gonna find him. I don't it. I, and but I didn't see the blatant. I didn't see the hit either, so I don't exactly know how bad it was. But if it's helmet to helmet, it's it's probably not very good. So. I'm going to say I don't mind. Whatever. I also will say this. Is, <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. Say, well, the reason I'm saying whatever is because if it wasn't called, and, and you know, if football is football. I mean, how many times have we seen plays where it's super questionable on a helmet-to-helmet contact, it's called, and then they don't find them? Because later on, they're saying, oh, well, uh, you know, it was helmet-to-helmet, but it's incidental or whatever. And Yeah, it should be a penalty, but uh, we couldn't justify it. Fine. See, it, to me, it can't go both ways. You can't say... This penalty over here that wasn't even called, but we're going to fine him, is worth a fine. But this penalty that was called, well, it was incidental, but we're not going to fine him. You know, I, I I can't reconcile both things being true. It's it's either a finable and penetrable offense or it's No, not. I get that. I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, there's so many missed calls throughout a game that it's conceivable that they're going to miss a call and then have to retroactively be like, nah, bitch, no, you if fucked you that up. call me in the game, then don't call me, <laughs> don't call me on the tape later in the week. <laughs> so you're saying, once the game's over, lock that away, nobody look at that shit, it's done, it's over, sorry, no you du- missed your chance. No double jeopardy, yo. OJ got free because <laughs> couldn't be trapped twice. So you had your chance, you blew it. Suckers! That's how I, I roll. Let's... let's uh, <laughs> Before we get too derailed, let's get into some lose losers for this week. Uh, we got some picks from everybody's favorite dog, Lou. Uh, he's going to give us his picks for this week. I've heard the calls. I've heard the roars. The masses are screaming that they want more. So your favorite dog back with lose losers week four. I told you last week that my picks are top notch. 2-0 is much better than a kick in the crotch. I spit the rhymes with some serious flow, and I can get chicks without pain, unlike Patino. <laughs> closely this week, and you're sure to hear two teams that are best not to cheer. Game number one, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. The Red Raiders and Cowboys face off in a Big 12 duel. For fans that love defense, it's likely to be cruel. The Okie State boys come off a loss to the Horny Frogs, while Klingsman boys are undefeated and still play with Pogs. Lubbock will be buzzing. They drink their beer from a can. It's okay, though, because the Cowboys coach says, I'm a man! (laughs) known for one of the best rants of all time. It's an absolute fact, just like this dog can rhyme. I think the Cowboys come out a little bit flat after striking out in their last big at-bat. Texas Tech takes advantage, and the home crowd will yelp. A few Gundy Boy turnovers will definitely help. It's a game with plenty of action, but the comeback falls short. In honor of Texas, put on your jorts. Loser, <laughs> Oklahoma State. 38-41. Game number two, Clemson at Virginia Tech. 
The defending champs play at the Vostek Hokies. If you give me a ticket, I'd say okie dokie. <laughs> the game's going to be a classic, closer than you think. Sit down and enjoy with your favorite drink. Dabo has the Tigers just rolling along. They win every game, but he wears a thong. I can't stand Clemson. You know that by now. I wish someone would slaughter them without so much as a meow. But they are damn good, one of the best. Blacksburg, however, presents a new test. Away from Death Valley, they may not get the calls, and Clemson, perhaps, is the team that falls. Boston can impress, but they haven't played much. They aren't as well-dressed. Can they come up in the clutch? Clemson, on the other hand, wins games home and away. The defense travels, and the offense makes hay. Bostech will keep it close, and this will go down to the wire. But in the end, I think Bryant catches fire. Lose, loser. Bostech. 24-27. Well, there you got it. Uh, lose, losers for this week. Vatek <clears throat> falling to Clemson. And he's got Oklahoma State losing their game against Texas Tech. Uh, I would agree that Oklahoma State goes down this week. I I know they lost last week. And they, uh, like, first of all, Oklahoma State fans were super pumped after the pit game. They were all excited. <laughs> Oklahoma State, baby, we're back. We're gonna do it. And then they lost to Pitt, and it, or then they oh, lost uh, last week to TCU. And it's like, wait until you but, fucking play somebody. But have they ever done it? No. Didn't we talk no. about how they, they retroactively exactly. got the yes. championship? Like, hey, that wasn't the way, really a thing. Remember in the forties when we got? Uh, they're, they're another one of those. Secondary schools when it comes to having okay, you got Oklahoma and you got Oklahoma State, and they're the little brother. Well, and, and, and every now and then they have some run or really good year where people think, oh, this could be it, but then they never actually turn the corner. And not only that, they're they always start off the year playing nobody fucking teams, just shit squads, and they beat them up because they're. I mean, it's Pitt, like Pitt. Once every blue moon has a good team. Pitt struggled with fucking Youngstown State this year. They're not a good team. They went to overtime with Youngstown. They blew like a 21-point lead and went to overtime with Youngstown State, an FCS school. And then Oklahoma State beat them up and their fans were like, fucking A! That's it! <laughs> it's, it they're all just Cowboys fans that are just like, no, we also like the team from Oklahoma <coughs> too, but not Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh so they they fucking they hammer home how great their team is and then they play somebody worthwhile and they get beat up just like last week against TCU and then they shit the bed the rest of the year. I don't have any faith in Oklahoma State. Uh, first of all, I don't have any faith in most Big 12 teams. Yeah, the, <clears throat> Oklahoma is really the only <laughs> Big 12 they team have, that I have any semblance of faith in and even Oklahoma is like no, see, I, don't, I don't have any faith in Oklahoma because formerly always big game Bob was known to lose any of the games that mattered. So even if they got all the way to the end, they somehow figured out a way to blow it. I mean, it was, no, there that's was never, true, but there at, was least, never any at least real that trust. was the team in the Big 12 to no, back. They were the team, but just like the rest of the conference, when it came to the games that mattered they still fall flat on their face. I mean, so... Yeah, that's true. The, the Big 12, to me, no matter what's going on with them, it's all smoke and mirrors. Uh, even Oklahoma, on their best year, I still feel like, man, eh, they'll probably screw it up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't win a national championship with Adrian Peterson. So... 
I mean, that's hard to that's hard to disagree with. So let's talk about Lou's other game, Virginia Tech and Clemson. Do you agree with him that one Clemson wins and two that it's a, as close of a game as he says? I picked a game. I picked against Clemson once already this year. I won't make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that again. Uh, you know when I'll make that mistake again? Holla uh, at me when the playoffs start. <laughs> when Clemson is one of the Final Four and we see the matchups, then maybe I'll pick against Clemson. But until then, no. There's no way that Clemson is going to lose. Who cares how close it is? Doesn't matter. It's all semantics because they're going to be in the Final Four. So, no, I don't think they'll lose this game. End of story. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about any of our, our picks from the NFL for this week? Nope. <laughs> they can find out uh, once the games lock in. Who All I right, and games lock at 3.30 on Saturdays. So if you're listening to this after that, tough shit. You already lost. Uh, and for <laughs> the first week this year, we have the Monday night football game, which is the Redskins at the Chiefs. Yeah. And that's a very interesting game because <laughs> that to me, okay, even though I said we weren't going to talk about it, I do want to <laughs> talk, talk about this one game because that was a game that when I picked it, I thought, okay, you can stop laughing now. Uh, oh, that's fucking I, funny. <laughs> no, that was a game that I thought this is a game that everybody will pick the Chiefs and the Chiefs will find a way to lose somehow. And the Chiefs have been rolling. So, I, yeah. hey, I'm just going to go out there and say it. I picked the Chiefs and I fully expect the Chiefs to win. But I could see a, a situation where the, the Redskins win because the Redskins on the Sunday night game completely dominated right the giants and not that the giants so far haven't really played all that well but nobody would have expected that because the redskins had looked shitty up until that point they looked like the redskins right (laughs) so there you go uh sorry vic uh asked how many more shares to make you drink must have missed the part where i've already had two um but i'll tell you what if we hit 35 shares i'll do another one fair enough uh just because I'm a fucking team player in this. <laughs> Are you suggesting I'm not? No, I'm just saying that I'm I'm carrying my weight. This All right. Show. Well, anyway, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Do, do we have to? I know you didn't want to. I can tell you were avoiding it. But we've got to talk about the kneeling and the standing and locking arms and the, the, the president <laughs> and tweeter. And yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to cover in There's this. There's a lot to break down and digest. <laughs> Um, all right, so if you've been living under a rock, basically, you know the story of Colin Kaepernick. Cap. You know that he started last year kneeling for the National Anthem after a Green Beret told him that it would probably be best if he knelt for the National Anthem instead of sitting. Anyways, but what was the reason why he was kneeling? He was kneeling for the National Anthem to protest police brutality and uh, racial inequality in Thank our country. Thank you. Uh, I... No, no, no. I'm not, to, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Okay. I wasn't thanking you because you forgot. I was thanking you just as a reminder just to everyone. to let everybody know that that's that it had nothing to do with being against the, the country or the flag so or the national is, anthem. Continue. This has become a f- fucking nightmare. Crazy-ass whirlwind of uh, divisiveness because our, our president, during a, uh, a rally in Alabama... Uh, he said that anybody who kneels, he was like, wouldn't it be great if those uh, owners were like, get those sons of bitches off the field. And then he was like, you're fired. I <laughs> remember when I said that on TV, you're fired. <laughs> I may have added anything. In the, I don't know, whatever. But that's kind of what it what it was. And people would cheer loudly. And then shit has gone crazy. 
So the NFL this week, obviously, uh, in a show of solidarity, there were people that knelt, everybody locked arms, the Cowboys knelt before the anthem with Jerry Jones, which was a little (laughs) weird, and uh, I have uh, issues with that. Yes. Uh, But anyways, the the whole point and everything comes down to people are now debating whether or not you should protest during the national anthem. We have completely overlooked the whole point of why Colin Kaepernick started this and why people were kneeling for the anthem in the first place. And now it's become, you shouldn't protest the anthem. It's a, that's a disrespectful move to the soldiers and to our country, and you're ungrateful millionaires, and you should get out. And now people are fucking burning jerseys and doing all kinds Dropping of crazy stuff. Dropping N-bombs. Oh, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> yes. A fire chief in Pittsburgh, a f- self-proclaimed Steelers fan this week, said that uh, head coach Mike Tomlin was a no-good nigger for uh, allowing his team to stay in the locker room. And what is extra ridiculous about this is Mike, Mike Tomlin, before the Steelers game on Sunday against the Bears, had left it up to his team to decide what exactly they were going to do before Sunday's game. And it turns out that there was all sorts of confusion as to what that actually was. But what was reported to Mike Tomlin was, hey, we're going to stay in the locker room. We're not going to be a part of it at the National Anthem at all. if you think about it, is the safest move for a team. And I understand people are going to interpret that as... Oh, you're not even you're not even going to show up for the national anthem. You're disrespectful. Right. But it's Instead, it's mainly if you really think about what the Steelers did, they really were like, we don't even want to touch this. Like yes. we're we're not going to kneel. We're not going to stand. We're not going to we're we're not going to do fucking shit. But I applaud them be for having made a team decision and going with it. Well, the right. offensive lineman Villanueva came out and. and by himself, and then Ben came out and said he that shouldn't happen, and all sorts of confusion. Either way, this fire chief in Pennsylvania decided he was going to call Mike Tomlin a nigger, and then totally def- defended it, said, yeah, I said it, stood <laughs> behind it. And then promptly, about 10 minutes later, after somebody told him, hey, it's 2017. Hey, and man, you can't say that. You can't say nigger, and you especially can't then co-sign yourself saying nigger. Um retracted that and apologized and said that's not him, that doesn't reflect the fire station, yada, yada, yada. And this week has just been a fucking mess. If anybody has been on social media in the last week, you know that it is awful. A wasteland of terribleness. And I apologize for my part in the social media breakdown because I had a post that reached like 300 comments where I argued with somebody. Here's my point of view on this whole thing. And I I will say this and then shut the fuck up about it. You can disagree with the protest all you want. You can say that it's uh, offensive to to protest the flag. That's fine. These guys have the right to kneel down during the national anthem. They're not breaking a rule. They're not breaking a law. There's nothing that says that anybody in this country has to stand for the national anthem. And if we get to the point in our country where you're telling people you have to stand, you have to pay tribute to the flag, you have to honor this, that's fucking bullshit. Like, part of what makes our country great is the fact that you can say, hey, this country is kind of fucked up right now. And the fact that these guys can kneel down and do that, that's great. And I applaud them for being able to do that. Uh, I don't 
disagree with the cause. I, I agree that there's things that need to be fixed in our country, and I think they're raising awareness of that. But what pisses me off is that now we're debating over whether or not you should protest the anthem rather than talking about what the real issue is here, and that's the, the racial inequality in our country. And that's what gets me all fired up about this, is that now everybody's like, well, these, they're, they're causing more harm by doing this. And, no, they're causing more harm because you're butthurt about it. And if you're hurt by people protesting the national anthem, maybe take a second and stop and think about why they would be felt, why they would feel that they needed to protest the national anthem. One of the greatest things I saw this week, and I can't remember who it was, I apologize, but somebody had tweeted out that Gandhi wasn't protesting food. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was. He really fucking hates food. Man. That he was like, macaroni and cheese <laughs> is bullshit, bro. Right. <laughs> That Rosa Parks wasn't protesting buses. Yes. It's that, a means to an end. Yes, that Martin Luther King wasn't, you know, protesting marches. That these people aren't doing this because they want to disrespect the flag or the anthem or anything. They, they have gotten to a place in their lives and, and see things within society that it's gotten so bad that the only way that they know how or feel like that they can be heard is to cause a firestorm through kneeling. And if it be during the national anthem, which again doesn't hurt anybody, isn't regulated in any way, and isn't disrespectful after again, Colin had sat with a former <laughs> Navy SEAL. Green Beret. Green Beret, Green Beret yeah. yeah. And had figured this out and had decided not to sit and kneel or these people are, are, are speaking, and it's funny because they're millionaires, and they're taking yeah. up a cause for the people who have way less than they have. That's what pisses me off, too, is people are like, you're ungrateful millionaires. You, you play, they're not doing you play it for themselves. Game, and that's what, that's what people <laughs> don't understand. It's not for them. And this whole thing has just been hijacked by people who, you know, and at first I, I applauded, and I, I still do, because I, I do agree with the solidarity that the NFL showed against, you know, Donald Trump <laughs> putting his nose into a private entity, which a president should never do, yeah. and suggesting that any private entity fire people based on anything like that. That's fine. But what I have a problem with is that all of the narrative surrounding everything has gone away from, again, the main cause, and it's turned into something that it never was, whether it be unity against Donald Trump or people being against the flag or the country, and all, everything's gotten lost, and it's just one big shitstorm. Here's what, here's the thing that really upsets me about this whole thing, and, and all the people that are burning jerseys and burning all their NFL memorabilia. And, You're fucking and stupid, and by the way. Burning their tickets. First of all, there's probably some soldiers who could, some homeless soldiers who could use that, those clothes that you're burning. So if you're that into the soldiers, maybe fucking help out the homeless veterans that our, our members of Congress have fucked over for the last several years. Let's start there. But second of all, if you're burning all of this shit and you're just done with the NFL, why is this the line? What was it you were okay when there was people dog fighting, when Michael Vick was <laughs> fighting dogs? Right. You were okay when athletes are accused of rape. You're okay when Ray Lewis likely murdered two people. You're okay with guys like Joe Mixon being signed after being on video punching females in the face. But kneel for the anthem, 
fuck you, I'm burning all this shit. Why is that the line after all the shit the NFL has done, after all of this awful, horrible shit, Ray Rice, all of this shit, that's fine, I'm okay, I'll watch that. Oh, wait, you're kneeling for the anthem? Fuck you, I'm burning everything. It makes absolutely no it's, sense. It's the dumbest thing to me. And none of those people have any perspective. If you say those things to those people, they don't have any answer for it. It just all goes back to, well, I'm a patriot and I don't want to disrespect it. Nobody wants to disrespect our troops. Nobody has no, any ill feelings yeah. towards our troops or the flag or this country. It wouldn't make sense. And if you did... You likely wouldn't be protesting anything because you just wouldn't care enough yeah. to. You wouldn't do anything right. because you just figure, eh, fuck it. I don't like this country. I don't like the people who serve it. I don't like the people in charge. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit over here, not say nothing, collect my millions, and go on about my life. Yep. And when people ask me about it, I'm going to say, mm, I don't fucking care. Right. Fuck you. You're fuck. not going to use that. Fuck First of all, you. you're not going to risk losing sponsors. You're not going to. Ri- <laughs> you don't give a shit. Fuck you point. and fuck all the people that are affected by it. Because I don't care. They choose to be in this country. And here I am. I'm just going to abuse the system because that's what yeah. I'm here for. It's just a means to an end. Nobody said that. Again, they're millionaires doing something for <laughs> for people that they don't even know. Right. That's the that's the thing that gets lost in all of this, and and I think we as a country would be better served. Let's not have discussions about the protest itself. Let's have discussions about why this is happening. And you can make the argument that this weekend it wasn't about the original cause, and I would agree. That is a hundred percent true. Absolutely, this, wasn't about it. this weekend was a middle finger to Donald Trump, one hundred percent of the way. It Which was I'm not, also okay with. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't the original reason, and no. and and all of the people who hadn't knelt beforehand and now are kneeling. It's like, okay, you're doing that for, you're not on it for the same reasons. But that's that's fine. You can do whatever the fuck you want, right? <sighs> All right, we went on off, off on a, a tie right there, and I feel like we got our point across. I don't want to belabor this point because people are probably sick of hearing about. I'm sure the protests but, in general. But we you can't also you come can't on ignore this it. Show. Yeah. I was gonna you say can't be like, hey, everything's been great this week. Right. Did you see Dwayne Wade went to Chicago, went to Cleveland, but up, but but up, but Cavs. <laughs> and people are like, what? What the fuck happened? Yeah, no, I I, I couldn't in good conscience just not touch on no. it. But uh, you know, there there is a point too where, all right. We we kind of gotta move on and yeah talk, talk about there's other things that are how happening are you in the world. Are, are you feeling like antsy after talking about that? You feeling like you might need to go on a rant? Maybe sure. Let's do it. <laughs> so just to give a little background on what we're about to do, um, before ever having a podcast, before ever even dreaming of sitting in this chair and uh, talking to each and every one of you each week, uh, <laughs> I had said. And I believe that I told Mike this, and may not have, but I definitely posted it on Facebook. It, it pops up on my timeline on whatever yearly anniversary that is. <laughs> but that I said I was going to have some sort of segment on a TV show or a radio show or a podcast where <laughs> I went on a rant and called it, Scotty Doesn't Know. <laughs> and what I was going to do was rant about something and basically present to you why. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> And this finally has come to a head after last week's rant on the four-year-old that got hit in the head (laughs) at a Major League Baseball game. We debut Scotty Doesn't Know. This week, 
on Scotty Doesn't Know. I'm tackling fanhood. Oh, okay. Mike, why is it that fans and certain fan bases, fans of certain teams, can't act rational? (laughs) And when I ask you what rational means, it's, hey, we're all fans. The base word of fan is fanatic. And that means you're crazy about the team you root for. You're a Notre Dame fan. The Notre Dame fan base over most of its history has been scorned because why? Irrational fans. <laughs> well, there's some irrational fan bases that no matter how poorly they their team performs, no matter how long the drought is between championships, they run their fucking mouths. Yeah. Hey, Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm looking at you. Hey, Los Angeles Lakers fan. I'm looking at you. Oh, and hey, New York Yankees fan. I'm definitely looking at you. 26 rings. Now, I will say, in the case of the New York Yankees, they do have the most championships out of any sports team ever. And if there was one franchise and fan base that had the right to run their mouths for any length of time, it would be them. Their drought is the shortest of the teams that I just named that I have a really big problem with. (laughs) But at the same time, perfectly rational other team fans can just be turned into a maroon, for lack of a better word, when it comes to being one of those three teams fans. I have a brother. He happens to be a Cowboys fan. An Ohio State fan, also another fan base that many people have a problem with. That's a double whammy. A Pirates fan and a, a Suns fan. Now, two out of those four teams we can throw out the window. Let's go back to the Cowboys and Ohio State. Now, my brother is a very rational Ohio State fan, which is a very rare, rare. thing to find. That's super Ohio rare. State fans who, since the championship in 2003, don't talk shit and act as if they are going to win the championship every year are very rare. <laughs> my cousin, who's the same age as my brother... One of those meatheads <laughs> constantly talking about how this is the year for Ohio State, regardless of any of the factors laid in front of them, and no sense of any humility. <laughs> My brother, on the other hand, can speak with humility when talking to Ohio State, can accurately diagnose and give you a take that isn't utterly ridiculous. That same rational Ohio State fan on Sundays turns into, we them boys, woo, <laughs> Dallas, yeah, we the best ever. We ain't won shit since the early 90s, but woo, this is the year, motherfucker. What in the hell happens to you people? Why is it that you can't ever speak rationally about your team? All I'm asking for is some rationality. Look, I'm a 49ers fan. The 49ers have won five championships, but I can tell you that there's a whole bunch of humility that's been served up in the last 10 to 15 years. And you won't hear me going into any year, even on even during the Harbaugh years when they were legit Super Bowl contenders. I was reserved in the fact that I thought, well, you know, it could be their year, but a lot of things could go wrong because it's true in sports. No matter what happens. Everything can be aligned, and it still just doesn't happen. 2012 is a great example. Uh, Niners get to the Super Bowl. Let's not talk about 2012. Yeah, well, Niners get to the Super Bowl and shit the bed. (laughs) 
didn't matter. It's an interesting year for both of us. It was an interesting <laughs> year. Mike, you want to weigh in on why that was an interesting year for you? 2012 Notre Dame went undefeated during the regular season, made it to the BCS National Championship game, and then got routed by Alabama. Routed, huh? Well, you wouldn't have known routed. that prior to the game when Notre Dame <laughs> fans were talking mad shit. You see, I don't understand why certain fan bases of certain teams can't just admit and talk rationally like the rest of us. Sure, the Carolina Panthers have been to more Super Bowls in the last 20 years than the Cowboys have sniffed, but you won't hear them talking and walking around saying, we them boys. Sure, they might say, keep pounding, and yeah, that's cute, but everybody, including them, knows deep down that, hey, you got two Super Bowls and you lost them. You'd have no clue that the Cowboys hadn't been to a Super Bowl in most of our lifetimes. Yeah. Based on their reactions every Sunday. All I'm asking for is a little humility. And what is it with you guys? Why is it that you can't figure shit out and just eat some humble pie? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Scotty doesn't know. (laughs) And that's your rant of the week. That is Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> first installment, first official installment, because last yeah, week last was, week was pretty good. Last week, was last really week was good. less formatic, I guess. I think it was just off the cuff. I, I just, think my favorite part of last week was like, you know what? If I'm gonna be a horrible person, here it goes. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you bring up a good point. Fans can be irrational. Here's what I find interesting. Fans are irrational about one team. Like you don't you mentioned your brother who is Right. Uh he's a fan of Ohio State and he's very rational about that, but when it comes to the Cowboys, he's the irrational fan. And I talked about this earlier in the week with you before I finalized what my rant was gonna be for the week, and that's kinda what sparked this is Ohio State fans, I was all on board with them being champions back Playing in Miami. Yeah, yeah in back in two thousand three. Yeah. Because most of my time growing up, they were just whatever. Ohio State right. was that team that constantly won, you know, eight games. But, you know, maybe the, their championship was the the mission game because they weren't going to the national title game. Uh, you right. know, and it was accepted. Whoever won that game, that was their championship of the year. And, okay, that was cute. And it just it was what it was. Then they won that championship game. And all of a sudden, the switch flipped. And Ohio State fans became obnoxious and boorish and... If you remember, fucking ridiculous. If you remember last year when the Cubs were playing the Indians, I said, I kind of want the Cubs to win because a lot of Indians fans are also Ohio State fans. And I know how Ohio State fans are. I didn't want that to, to permeate right. into baseball. My, uh, I guess what it, what it comes down to, though, is there's that one team that everybody just it, it's their team like it. For me, it's Notre Dame. I, I'm a Xavier fan, but if Xavier loses, meh, it sucks, but eh, and even when they I'm win, over it. Well, that, and even when they win, you're not a asshole I'm not rubbing it about, in people's face. Yeah. It's not. Well, yeah. and even coming like, into any right, given so year when, when, Ohio, or when Xavier has a really good chance to do whatever, you're also very, I'm like, meh, subdued about it. Yeah. Bam, we'll yeah, see yeah, what yeah, happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if we face Wisconsin in the, in the tournament or not. Uh, right, I know. Man, too soon. I know. Well, uh, here's how funny that is. My mom called me after that game. My mom calls me and goes, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." 
Why? She was like, because of the way Xavier just lost. I was like, yeah, I figured that was going to happen eventually. Meanwhile, I was devastated. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I just, and she did the same thing to me when the Bengals lost to the Steelers after the, the, uh, uh, the penalty from Vontez Perfect and then the personal foul from Pac-Man Jones in the Thought playoffs. Thought you were be a raving lunatic. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, why? That's, of course that happened. <laughs> but Notre Dame, Alabama? People couldn't talk to me for three days after the game. I I was inconsolable. I got me and a friend of mine drank an entire bottle of whiskey at a bar during the game. We bought an entire bottle of whiskey. There's just something about one team that people get very defensive, very protective, and they will fight back and lash out and think that that's I don't. I, they no, get very no, no. irrational. You're about saying it. you're saying that but everybody has that one team. I feel like there's just certain fan bases that that do. No, that. I disagree. I think and there's not, always okay. there's well, always that one team. Okay, because I'm going to tell you right up, now, I don't have one team that's like. That. Well, you are you are a a different breed, Scotty <laughs> K underscore Junior. Okay, you are. A, well, Fair no, enough. and I, I and I say that because you came up as a sports journalist, like you. You can be objective. For the majority of people, we can't be objective for one specific team. We could be objective for every other team, but there's that one team that you're just like, no, fuck you. You talk shit about that team, and I will fucking rip your face off. Uh, Rate has chimed in on this and made a very valid point. And this, this is, he says this is very <laughs> therapeutic. And I was wondering as such when with all this coming out, but he says, Rational Louisville fan here. We are football pretenders, which is mostly the case. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's given fair year, point. You, you would, if you're a Louisville fan, you you know that your football team, yeah, they might have a shot, but generally you're going to be happy with whatever bowl game they get, and you'll keep it moving. And then he says, and basketball is about to suck for at least a decade after this year. Now, yeah, prior to all of this week happening, Louisville fans could be described in that same vein as uh, basketball. Hashtag L1C4. Right, being extra ridiculous. Yep. But now, not so much. I feel like there's always that, and we talked about this when uh, earlier in the week, there's always that one instance that humbles a fan base and shuts them up. For Notre Dame, it was 2012, and, and that lost Alabama. Ever since then, Notre Dame fans have kind of pumped the brakes a little bit. You get a lot of hesitation from Notre Dame fans when there's that preseason hype. They're like, ah, <laughs> we're going to – uh-oh, I don't know. I don't know. We're, the other shoe's going to drop eventually. I think this was the, uh, the hit to Louisville fans in basketball is this uh, – the whole patino gate, if we, if we can call it that. <laughs> Should we talk about that's that? That's a good segue. Yeah, yeah, let's bring that up. Let's talk about that. Uh, this week uh, – <laughs> This is the other. This is why this show is so fucking crazy because there's so much that went on this week. College basketball got shot to fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> All of college basketball is scared to death right now. Nobody knows what's going to happen. There's an FBI investigation, not an NCAA investigation, where they're like, "Hey, we might uh, ban you from postseason play for a couple of years." No, there's no, some this people is one that of are the about to get. Boys. They're about to get thrown in prison and get fucked yeah. in the butt. Like there is some shit going down, and the whole thing stems from uh, coaches working with handlers, yeah, runners. But it was it was 
in conjunction with Adidas is the main company named in Although this. Although Nike, Nike has now, now been yeah been officially. Speaking. And I like how uh, the one article I read was like. Under Armour so far has not been named in this. <laughs> and Under Armour's like, thank God nobody knew who the fuck we were like five years ago. Holy shit. We must protect this house. <laughs> but basically what was happening was coaches were meeting with these executives at Adidas. Uh, they were Adidas was funneling money to recruits to get recruits to go to these colleges. And then eventually these recruits, when they went pro, they would sign with Adidas uh, I'm sure Nike is going to come up in this as well. I and feel like at the end of it, all maybe that's why Under Armour isn't coming up because who is who signed with Under Armour Steph in the Curry. basketball? Ooh, shit! <laughs> Those nice. old man kicks, nice, <laughs> yeah. busted. No, but I actually do think Steph that Curry's like, well, I got my, I got my. Uh, my sketchers. I, yeah. I, I signed with. I signed with C nine. No, target I think. Brand. <laughs> I think that it might not. Under Armour might actually be okay in this, and it's for the same reason you, you don't see that. To. They're not a big time brand as far as where the star athletes go. Them landing. Like, let's let's face it. Them landing Steph Curry was a huge yeah, deal. And let's face it from from the college world. Under Armour made splashes when they signed with Notre Dame because that was a big deal when Notre Dame dropped their Adidas mm-hmm. contract and went with, you all right, you got some Zima hiccups? <laughs> Not Zima, <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, but Under Armour doesn't, like, prior to that, they had Maryland was, like, their big team. Right. So they didn't really have any big names that could draw some, <coughs> like, some focus, I guess, would be the best way to put it, but... I mean, essentially, this is going to be Adidas and Nike are going to feel a little bit of a hit from this. And teams that were sponsored by Adidas and Nike are probably going to feel some hits. Yeah, it, it's a really sticky situation only because there's so many details unknown. So everybody who's ever done anything similar to what has been put out, out there for the most prominent names so far... They're all clenching their butt cheeks. Because, <laughs> I mean, You're if, you've, right. yes. if you've done anything similar in any way, shape, or form, and the FBI is basically saying, hey, come forward because you don't want us to call you, I mean, I'd be nervous, right? Because yeah, you have zero clue if at any time, all of a sudden, you were dealing with an undercover FBI agent. Right. So it goes from, eh, screw it, I might be breaking some NCAA v- laws but uh, i'll lose my job whatever keep moving to oh shit it's the fbi and i could face real jail time yeah so fbi put all their cards out on the table and now it's up to everybody across the nation at every program to you know come forward and hopefully you know the ncaa says yeah okay that's cool that's not what we're looking for or whatever or oh that's what you were involved in okay well now that you told us who can we get that's bigger? Like because when it comes yeah. to the feds, they're always looking for the the highest level of whatever corruption right. it is. Right. That's they're the, not trying yeah. to get these guys at the lowest level because they realized, yeah, okay, you're probably just handlers. They're trying to get the Rick Patinos of the world. And, and Patino was named in the FBI brief. On right. This. He was. He's coach two in the FBI <laughs> brief. Coach two. <laughs> I wonder who's coach one. 
Because uh, that would be my thing. Here's be like, the, here's the, the badge <laughs> of honor. To, I was coach one in the FBI report. <laughs> I, when you, I mean, when you report to jail, that's all you got, right? right. coach one. <laughs> Grab Root Sports. Who's this? This is Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey. What's up, buddy? <laughs> situation and not call in. <laughs> right. How are you feeling as a Louisville fan right now, man? I'm surprisingly numb to this one, given everything else that's gone down with my team. Really? It's uh, it, the stripper thing really got me and hit me hard. And I was like, man, my innocence is gone. You know, my team's <laughs> doing this stuff. And now it's just like, you know, the second time is, is not as uh, fun as the first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, it, it really, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, Patino's been lying to us forever. He's been cheating forever. I don't think he's the only one, but he's, he's been my coach and the guy I've supported forever. And it's, and to some extent, all a huge fraud. And I'm kind of just like, okay, get him out of there. Let's move on. Let's take our medicine. We're going to suck for a decade, but maybe in another 20 years, we'll go to a final four and win a championship. I mean, what else can you do? It's just, it is what it is. So let me ask you this, man, as a Louisville fan, do you think the program escapes this? Cause uh, I mean, the NCAA clearly will, will investigate shit. And then they're like, Oh, this is a big deal. And then they hand down like, are you talking about like death penalty? I I mean not necessarily death penalty, but enough sanctions that it cripples the program. It will. It's going to cripple the program for minimum five years, maximum twenty. I mean, I think it's. It, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna cripple them to the point where Louisville's going to have seasons where we're happy to make the tournament. We're bubble team. We're you know middle of the pack to bottom half of the ACC. Um, whereas we've been used to competing for, you know, one seeds and expecting the lead eight final four type run year in and year out. So from that standpoint, yeah, it cripples them. I mean, I think, I think Louisville's still a destination job regardless. I think once the dust settles and there's some certainty as to what's going to happen, they're still going to be able to attract a good coach. It's going to take a while to rebuild and start getting the players back in there to, to compete at the highest level. Um, but I don't think this is like, Louisville basketball is never good again. So you it's don't think take a while. You don't think this will be. A, a, first of all, you don't think this, they'll get the death penalty like SMU got. You think they'll? I think the death penalty. I think that's all. There's too much money involved to give them the death I'd penalty. Agree. I would well, agree. Honestly. And I, there's, I don't think there's too many the, other schools that impact the whole. The whole ACC is not going to allow the death penalties. I mean, Louisville basketball has been the most profitable basketball program in the country for years they generate the most revenue of any other basketball program i mean they i think it's something like 45 million in revenue that louisville basketball generates i mean you're talking major money there um from tv and and a lot of that gets shared with the rest of the acc and stuff a lot of that finds its way to the ncaa yeah i just i think the death penalty you know happened to smu it's happened once even back then it was the ncaa and the money involved wasn't nearly as big as it is now i don't think that's a realistic punishment that's on the table at all. I think, you know, postseason bans are one thing. Um, I would expect two or three years of postseason bans. Um, 
I expect some, you know, scholarship reductions, recruiting sanctions, all that kind of stuff that really sets you back. But those Louisville fans are still going to sell out the Yum, and they're still going to get TV ratings, and there's just too much money to put the death penalty on a program like that is what I think. I, I mean, I think you're right. I, the one thing that I would disagree with is I don't know how you attract uh, a big-name coach at this point. Like, nobody, no big name is going to go now. And maybe when the dust settles, you're able to bring somebody in. But I feel like... Well, they, 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 they promoted a, an assistant today and gave him a six-month deal, which I think was the absolute smart, safe, right thing to do. Um, you know, get through this season, see what's going on. I mean, kind of a dream scenario for me as a Louisville fan is if this thing gets really, really big... And you're talking like this scandal and and this type of corruption is touching all the major programs. Like some people think it does. I mean, you, I think you, it does. we could be sitting here a year from now, Absolutely. and there's no you know, way the top 25 has 20 teams that that have been hit by scandal, and and the NCAA can't postseason ban everybody. I mean, no one wants to watch UC against. You know Murray State for the championship. <laughs> it can't just be all mid majors. It can't just be all mid majors. So I mean, how big? I mean, this this could get huge, and they might just be like, okay, well, we're going to clean the system up. We're going to do things differently, and maybe nobody gets that bad of sanctions. I mean, I don't think that's the case. I think Louisville's first, and Louisville's on probation for another level one violation while they did this, so they're going to get crucified. But it could get so big that they can't possibly punish everybody. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know about that. I feel like they could end up hitting as many people as possible. Like I, if I, and to a, for a Louisville fan, if I'm a UK fan, I wouldn't be talking shit right now. Plenty of them are. Yeah. Oh they're, yeah. They're in some fucking <laughs> trouble because there's no way that Coach Cal. First of all, if this was happening in Louisville, it's definitely happening in Lexington for sure. Well, <laughs> well. If there's anything this proves, is it's that it's all about the money. Oh, and yeah, if true. it is as big as it, if it's if it's really that big, and touches all the big programs, the NCAA wants their money too, and they've they've proven that time and time again. You know, the the NCAA men's basketball tournament is their money maker, and they're probably gonna have to do something to try to protect that if this thing gets really out of control. And that's all I'm saying is maybe they. Maybe they just decide we're going to change the whole system and we're going to regulate things differently, and um, you know we're not going to start banning Duke and North Carolina and Louisville and Kentucky oh, and I'd love to Kansas and everybody else because yes. no one's no one's watching March Madness if it's Murray State versus UC. <laughs> Ray, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it, bud. All right, see you, man. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> I think he made I some great. You see twice. Yeah. Fuck you, see. I I think he made some great points, but I think what you're looking at is the basketball equivalent of Penn State. And I will say that Penn State didn't. They weren't as down as long as I thought they were going to be after all the sanctions Fuck that they no, faced. No, man. Yeah. So so I think that that's the if, if you're Louisville. That's what the worst you're looking at because yeah. I really think the NCAA doesn't want to do the death penalty thing again because it pretty much just ends a program and they are certainly not trying to do that to a Louisville which you know is and when SMU did it 
it was not what Louisville like, yeah, is to fuck the these guys. Yeah. Right. So they, they could afford to do it, and then they regretted it afterwards. And now when you look at a Penn State, they faced the closest thing to that. But again, they've come out of it, well, and, let's, and they're all And let's right. face it. What is worse? Paying some players and their families and funneling some money in and admittedly illegal shit. Or some prostitutes? Or fucking kids. The prostitutes? <laughs> or No, I was talking Penn State. I'm saying if Penn oh, State oh, oh, if Penn oh, State oh, oh, oh. didn't yeah, get yeah, the yeah, death yeah. penalty right. for covering up Fucking kids. Right, yes. Then exactly. And that's what I... Nothing else well, can ever get the death and penalty. And that's absolutely what I'm saying is... I know. I, those, I'm agreeing the, with you. No, I'm just I know. I'm just, it in a way of like, look, <laughs> let's break this down. Because I, I, was, I, was I was also of the mindset of, hey, Louisville's probably getting the death penalty. They're probably going to be... Got. No, they weren't fucking kids, so yeah. they're okay. They're not... Well, they were <laughs> fucking kids. It's just in a different type of way. Not really. They were giving them money. They were at least, uh, I mean, they yeah, were, but they the, were the pimping FBI's kids. Argument, they like, were uh, pimping kids. Yes. They weren't fucking them. There's a big difference. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Let's get into consuming a cannon on that note. Holy I hell. Have, I don't have the soundboard queued up. I got it. We're back. Oh, man. <laughs> a long time ago on a galaxy far, far away, we started the show with uh, Southern Tier... Salted caramel imperial salted stout. Salted caramel. Yeah, no, yeah, it, salted caramel. You lost this battle. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I mean, if you look at the, it was know. like one to one. Yeah, we tied. No, I, I had Kyle to tip the scales. Corporate doesn't count. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> All right. More importantly, what's your take? What do Consume you got? Consume the fuck out of this beer. Oh wow. Okay. Even with even with hypnotic mixed in, which is disgusting as fuck. This beer. Stood up to the fact that it's like it's super thick, it's really heavy, it's definitely a beer that a bomber is going to be plenty. Oh my god, yes. Because uh, even without the hypnotic, I was feeling pretty good from this. Well, beer. I, and I'm just gonna hop in and, and go sure, go ahead. No, it's your show, I'm Timberlake. Cons- yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> after you spent the kidding. entire phone call. Let me sit over here. It's only because they can't hear you. That's why I was doing it. Because you probably sabotaged I muted your mic again. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say consume it, but I will say, yes, not only is a bomber enough at the 10%, it's enough. Man, it's it's thick. It's, it's heavy. Thick. It it is the beer equivalent. I feel like, and you know, appropriately so, since a dessert beer, it's like having a milkshake. Yes, you, you know, you're yes. you're trying to drink it really fast, but you can't because you get a brain freeze. And in this case, <laughs> it's like you want to drink it really fast because it's good, but it, it's so thick and it's so heavy on the, the alcohol that you're just like, let me let me tone it down here. Let me let me scale it back here, and it just it's really good. But man. One is enough, and I, I enjoy the shit out of it. I will definitely consume this all day long, but whew, it's heavy. That bourbon taste kept on. Like, I thought it might subdue I, as I, I drank no, more. I will say that I didn't. I never quite got I understand what you were saying with the, it's the alcohol taste. It's a boozy taste. It's a boozy yeah, it, flavor to it. And to me, it only got more sweeter, which is the only the only downside is that I just I taste more of the sugar. It, as yeah, time went on. that's a good point. I it's would say I would say get this bomber and split it with somebody, and you're still gonna be okay. Yeah, it's still gonna be good. You're still not gonna mess up. You and your lady get yourself a bomber, 
Get a couple of dead bombers. You know, do what you gotta do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Big Consumer Candidate, brought to you this week by Tavor.com. Check Get them out. All of your beers at Tavor. Head up to our website, craftrootsorts.com. Click the link. And uh, you get $10 credit after you order your first beer. Check that out. Also, Consumer Candid this week brought to you once again by Bear Attack FC. Them motherfuckers just don't lose. They won again last week. All they week. do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> they won again last week, 3-2, to two, and they have a doubleheader tonight. Uh, they just started their second game at 1030, so they are probably... Looking at uh, finishing up, check out their YouTube channel. Search Bear Attack FC. Hit them up. Those motherfuckers just keep winning. Uh, and we'll keep fucking talking about them. Because they keep paying us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, this has been, by the way, Consumer Candidate. Brought to you by Tavor.com and Bear Attack FC. If you want to sponsor uh, something on the show, send in money. You just, you just give it's, it. It's, it's a real tip easy. Jar. Look, have you ever have you ever been to a bar where like a DJ? You're like, hey, can you play my song? And the DJ doesn't play it. And you're like, hey, man, can you play my song? And then he doesn't play it. And then you like put a like a couple bucks in a glass on his table, and he's like, yeah, I got you. And then he plays your song. We'll fucking play your song, man. <laughs> <laughs> and about it, we'll we'll suck your dick for a couple of tips. Look, beer isn't cheap. That's all I'm saying. And we're spending sure a lot of money be. on beer. Like, we got a lot of equipment. Whatever, that's fine. But, but beer <laughs> and fine. Hypnotic and Zima adds up. Because that's the weekly expense. Like, we've Ooh. already... It's like, ah, we'll write off the camera and shit. But we... <laughs> uh, the feds don't want to hear how much the beer cost. Nope, they ain't. I don't think you can write off the cost of the beer. No. I don't I don't know if that's allowed. Uh, Dude, we started off this show by saying there was so much we had to cover, and I think we got to most of it. We touched on How about uh, that? just about everything we were going to talk about. It doesn't happen very often, but we yeah. did. Uh, Shout out to all guys. of you guys for listening and sharing the show. Yeah. We really appreciate it, and we're going to keep continuing to ask for your help and sharing it because... It helps us get it out there, and we're trying to grow this thing. And the only way that we can grow it, because we're only two men, is if you help us. <laughs> Just keep on sharing it. Keep on liking it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Subscribe. if you're uh, Whether it's Stitcher or iTunes or whatever, subscribe. Rate the show. Review it. You don't understand how much that helps us out. So please hit that up. Uh, and follow us on every social media you have. We're on Instagram. And we post some shit on there every once in a while. We're on Twitter at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. We're always posting shit that doesn't necessarily make it to the show. Follow us, subscribe, rate, review, all of that good shit. But basically, Scott's right. You guys are the reason why we do this. Thank you guys so much for listening every week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for helping us out. Cheers, everybody. We out!